participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, November 7th, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. I sure hope you had a lovely weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. It is absolutely gorgeous outside. It's like 25 degrees. I don't know what is going on. It feels like it's June in New York City. The vibes are great. Morale is high. Everyone is psyched. The eyes of the MMA world, my friends, transfixed on this incredible city. Five days from now, UFC 281, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, back at the world's most famous arena, the Mecca Madison Square Garden. It's always special 
They have made this their yearly stop, early November, New York City. It is always very special. A lot of big things have happened in the short history of the UFC and MMA at MSG. First one, of course, back in 2016. We will never forget UFC 205, Conor McGregor becoming the double champ. And Saturday's card, pretty damn good as well. And the main event is absolutely juicy, and there's some other great fights on the card, and I can't wait. I am pumped. Again, I say the same thing that I said prior to 280, and dare I say, and it's not recency bias, I'm more hyped for this one than I am for 280 or than I was for 280 because the stakes are so high and we are being felled. A lot of McDonald's these days, my friend. It's a lot of McDonald's being fed to us these days. The stakes feel big. The stakes feel massive. <sighs> The platform, the stage, the vibes are great. So I'm very excited. We're going to talk about it. And what a special show. What a special show. Five. Frank, breaking news right now. Five in-studio guests on today's program. It's a CKB takeover. It's a New Zealand takeover. Five guests in studio today from New Zealand, from the great city kickboxing gym. Five of them, one at a time, not all at the same time, one at a time in studio to grace us with their presence because all of them playing a major role on this Saturday's card. I am super hyped. This is tremendous stuff. We've got Coach Eugene Behrman, one of the smartest minds in the history of MMA, one of the most decorated and successful coaches of the last five or so years in this great sport. He will be in studio first time. Eugene Behrman. In studio, Carlos Alberg, who's competing this Saturday, UFC 281. He will be in studio. One of the rising stars coming out of that gym, transitioning over to mixed martial arts. I am looking forward to talking to him for the first time. I have never had a chance to talk to Carlos Alberg. Very good looking guy. Big fight, tough fight against Nicolae Negu Medianu of Romania. Yes, I practiced that. Carlos Ulberg, big spot for him on Saturday. What about Brad Riddell going up against Renato Moicano? Brad Riddell will join us in studio after Ulberg. So we'll go Coach Eugene, then we'll go Carlos, then we'll go Brad, then we'll go to everyone's favorite hangman, Dan Hooker in studio. He returns to action against Claudio Puez this Saturday. Looking forward to talking to Dan back at lightweight and then the big dog himself, the reigning defending UFC middleweight champion, the interviews are a little more spaced out these days, so anytime you get a chance to talk to Israel Adesonia, the last style bender himself, the man defending his belt, the top of the bill against his old foe, Alex Pereira, he will join us in studio. So we got no time to waste, my friends. As always, we are sponsored by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code the MMA Hour for a special offer when you sign up. That's code the MMA Hour only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As you can probably tell, I am fired up. I am feeling good. I had a great weekend. My parents were in town for the first time since February 2020, uh, first time since the beginning of the pandemic. So I am very, 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 oh, before the pandemic, I should say, I am very uh, fired up. I'm in a good mood. We had a great weekend. It was so lovely to see them be with family. And now we are focused on 281. I am feeling great. And I hope you are as well. I hope you're doing well wherever you may be. And we're going to have a great show. And we're going to talk about a lot of things. And on Wednesday, we'll talk about a lot of things pertaining to 281. And so we don't have time to waste on, you know, 
apex fighting. Okay, we don't have time to waste. But it is our duty, it is our responsibility to put each and every card to bed. And so let's get that out of the way because if I'm being honest, that's bad vibes. We need good vibes in our life. And once again, for the Parlay Pals, it was bad vibes on Saturday. Gents, what do we make of all of this? What do we do? Should we bow out? No. no. We I we could go we could lose 20 straight. We're not bowing out of this. Okay. We're not going to lose 20 straight, but we're never What are we at now? I don't know, 7 straight. We're we're well on our way to 20 <laughs> straight losses. This is one of the all-time great losing streaks. It's worth reminding folks. Please. Four fight parlay is very hard, right? We're missing these by a leg. Um it's just a difficult thing to do, but we're Frank's we're trying here. Giddy over here with laughter. Who's giddy? Frank. Frank. Isn't Frank part? I mean, didn't we fight to have Frank involved? Like it's a coffee. It's in the southern notes. Wow. Frank, you're actually rooting against us? Not, no. No, I just it seems I, that I way. got a little tickled by what was said. That was all. Wow. So what happened on Saturday? Remind us. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jinyu Frey. Our Beano, old Invicta Beano. friend. Our old Invicta friend, Yurk Rick. What happened? Yeah. She gets knocked out. I See, mean... We had the over one and a half. And, and how long did it go? First leg of the bar left. 45 seconds, not even. First fight of the night, right? No, 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 no. Early. Uh, it was not the first fight. It was, yeah, it was maybe four or five deep. Felt like the, the card. first fight. So, so I was with Frank. How, how long it lasted, I was with Frank. I'm watching. He got distracted by something. I, I turned to him. I said, oh, Parlay's dead. And he's just <laughs> like, what? And he had to kind of figure out that, yeah, the parlay was dead after 45 seconds. And then drop a sunglasses emoji into the chat. Yeah. And then we, yeah, and then we had to hit and the he last celebrated. three legs. He so he, no. he celebrated when we hit the last three legs because oh, wow. he was itching to pick you, Frey, oh, okay. Fianna, over so, two and a half. So I busted the parlay. It was my no, pick. No, no, but it was going to be my pick. Yeah. yeah, if you flash back to Wednesday, he gets a little frustrated when you took that pick. You guys were arguing over... Oh, you were going to take the exact same Yeah, one. so we kind of switched. Oh, that's, that's originally, funny originally he I, wanted the over two and a half. I was going to take uh, Miranda Maverick and then... As as trying to be a good friend, you know, I passed that down the line, and then you took it. So I see how it goes, Frank. I've I've defend I've long defended you in this. Yeah. It's all uh, it's I all think, in love. Come on, I think that's gonna have to <laughs> the ways. Look at this. Look at this. You guys, all this. You know, um, no, the dissension is not starting. Yeah, the dissension is starting. No, no, it is not. Uh, we we will get this. It feel it feels like we're you know a, a team on a losing streak. Fingers are being pointed. Yeah, things are being said in the locker room. No way. Sure, not in this locker room. Mm. Not, this is this is the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're we're as shaky as the New York Jets. That sad sack franchise. Oh, <laughs> Those wow. losers. Even after I yesterday. Mean, yeah. Can it, okay. Does anybody have what does that score make for Oh, but by the way, congrats on your Super Bowl win in November. Okay, we're playing for February wow. Super Bowls, guys. All right. I mean, you're throwing a freaking parade. You should be all embarrassed of yourselves. Everyone's sending me text messages. Uh, screw all of you. Okay, we'll talk oh, in February wow. when you guys are having your dip at your Super Bowl party with your sad sack. Pathetic franchise Man. and your stupid quarterback who couldn't even hold Josh oh, Allen. And what a lousy Skycam, really am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Skycam's not even working. Like, what the yeah, fuck? I mean, on. the whole thing. Let's just erase it from our memories. Uh, so let's talk about what happened on uh, Saturday. Is there a, a recap to be had here? Amanda Lemos, big win for her. I do believe someone picked a second round commencement. Yes. You did, yes. yes, yes. That was a real, a real wizard there. That was some sharp stuff. Well, I mean, look, it got dicey there. She did finish her. Imagine I would have picked a three and a half, like Frank told me to. Uh, a one and a half. Eh, whatever. Three and a half, one and a half. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> How do we do? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's uh, the, let's get the graphic out of the way. Five and nine. Now we're just. I mean, we lose one more. We're in the negatives. Uh, you know, backs against the wall now. 
that's that's this pretty is much the all there is to say. Uh, my own picks, singles, meh. Uh, Derek Minner, we we will be getting into that at some point this week. Uh, you know, foul play, yes or no? Someone knew something. That's that's all I'm. Tell the say. people in case we don't know. In case uh, they don't know so what's going you, on. If you aren't aware, Derek Minner sat around, you know, plus one seventy to plus one ninety range all week, uh, and then. Within hours of the fight, jumped to plus 330 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, they have now opened up an investigation uh, into this. First uh, reported by ESPN. Yeah, first reported by ESPN. They say uh, Nordenbeck's odds to win moved from minus 220 to minus 420 in the hours leading up to the fight. Just 30 seconds into the fight, you know, Minner throws a left leg kick, injures his knee. You know, the fight is over in 60 seconds. It looked like he went into there compromised. Um in the article by ESPN, it talks about how even when the price dropped, you know, Nordenbecka minus 450, money continued to pour in on him. Uh, a lot of first-round knockout bets, despite him having zero finishes in the UFC. Uh, a lot of under two-and-a-half bets. I don't think it was a fixed fight, but I think uh, someone knew something. Information was was given out by someone close to the situation. And And what could be the repercussions here? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the UFC is... This does seem a little bit fishy, no? I mean, I think it seems a lot of bit fishy. You okay. never see line swings like that, that close to a fight. And then for the fight to play out like that as well, it it does, it seems questionable. Crazy. That was a big yeah. spike on the day of the fight? Hours before it. I mean, Jeez. we're sitting there watching the card and someone hit me up on Twitter and was like, have you seen this line movement in the Minner fight? Uh, and like, I think a lot of people saw it leading up into it and suspicions were kind of heightened. And then for the fight to go the way that it did, uh, I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about it. See a lot of people pointing fingers, but, uh, that feels a little reckless at this time, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, you can't name names on, on anything that happened. Obviously, you know, they're doing their own independent investigation into it. Uh, but someone knew something. Prior to this fight. And by the way, for everyone bellyaching about that new rule that the UFC put out, this is exactly what they're trying to avoid, right? They're trying to avoid people associated with the fights, with the fighters, with the camps from getting inside info and, and betting, right? This is what they want to try. This is specifically why they put in that rule, correct? I mean, I would assume so, yeah. yeah. I mean, this this I, feels like uh, this feels like had the information about Dillashaw gotten out before Yo. the fight. This is what yeah. would have happened to the line. Yeah, I think one important thing to note at this time and make a distinction between does this affect the fight outcome is very separate from betting lines, information, things like that, right? Like the assumption is the, the investigation is into the betting line movement, what information was known and things like that, not was a fight fixed. What 100%. Did this affect the... Uh, the performance from it or did this affect the outcome? Those two things are very separate, and I think sometimes they can be combined. Important to note that that's not what's currently in question. What's currently in question is like, what was that big line movement? And anytime there's a line movement like that, there should be some kind of look into what's happening there. 100%. And then for the fight to play out in favor of the line movement yes. to a T, yeah, I think an investigation needs to be opened uh, for sure. So I'm, I'm curious as to what they, they end up finding in it. Um, but continuing... Uh, to the parlays, you know, eh, one stays alive into 281. We'll see if uh, we're able to hit that this weekend. Overall recap, you know, eh, man, week. It's a it's a green week. We're up one unit. Nothing too big, nothing too crazy for an Apex show. Uh, you know, no complaints. We we move on to the next one. Uh, a quick shout-out to the Draft King, Kenny Silva. Shout-out to him. Nice little lineup here. He pockets $75 for that. 
and then some quick shout outs. Uh, let's do some big hitters before we get to this uh, fantastic lineup we have. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Oh, yeah. We need the music. By the way, any big hitter profit off of this uh, wacky fight? Because I think they should be excluded. Uh, I got a few tickets with Winner and Norton Becca, but, uh, you know, Uh, a win's a win in their book. I guess. Um, First up. Yes? Brandon... Believe us. I mean, this is absolutely insane. This isn't even in the UFC. Uh, he goes Cage Warriors 145, LFA 146, BKFC 32 in Orlando. Uh, he hits a 15-leg parlay. He hits an 8-leg parlay. One was plus 137,425. So just going off of these tickets, these two tickets right here, it looks like he's collected $536,934.64. But we're not done there because he sent me two more tickets, another Plus 12,897, another plus 10,466. We're talking 10 legs, seven leg parlays, crossing over Cage Warriors, LFA, BKFC. I mean, absolutely insane. So if I'm doing my math correctly. Also, what happened to your voice? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you pay attention to old college football, but uh, King State Kings over here. Uh, wow. see fans listening. Sorry, we'll take our number one back. Thank you. Uh, you were yelling at the TV. Oh, I mean. When, going nuts. Uh, if you watch the game, just pure domination from start to finish. It, was it a close it game? Work. I mean, <laughs> final score 27-13, but it was it was never. Close. Why were you yelling so much? I mean, you get hyped when when yeah, you see yeah. your team doing what they do. And then last yesterday, I New York know. City Marathon. Oh yes, just a positive day. You're cheering for everyone. You're going crazy. Shout out to shout, Big Jake. I was gonna say shout out to Jake Lenick. The man killed it. Four four hours, sixteen minutes. Unbelievable stuff. Crazy. From him. Uh, so, yeah, I was doing a lot of screaming for him. Uh, but we continue. Brandon Olivas off of Cage Warriors, LFA, and BKFC. If I'm doing the math correctly, $843,847.93. I don't know how you do that. I don't. I, I think I'm correct. Maybe someone can correct me, but unreal stuff from him. I mean, I haven't even heard of half these people. It's, it's crazy. Uh, and then two more to go. I mean, the big hitters were big this week. Uh, Hot Sauce Diamond. Five dollars to win four thousand three hundred five. Just a Jeez. just a two leg parlay, but it was plus eighty six thousand one hundred. <laughs> Neil Magny by submission in round three. What? Amanda Lemos KO round three. I don't I don't know what yes gets you to place this bet. I I truly have no idea. That's like, yeah, Magny submission round three, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw in Lemos KO round three. Uh, I mean, just insane stuff. Turning five dollars into thousands, beautiful. And then, last but not least, our old friend Dallas NY. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I have him to thank for my uh, profile picture on Twitter. He throws together this parlay: Tamiris Vidal KO plus eleven hundred, Jake Hadley submission plus three forty, Pollyanna Viana KO plus twelve hundred. I don't know why you would choose Viana KO when almost exclusively wins by submission, but he nailed it. He got it right. Plus 68,540, 50 cents into 343. I mean, this was a big week. It took over a 50, 000, plus 50,000 parlay to make big hitters this week. So shout out to them. Uh, congratulations to them on, uh, on their big caches. Dallas, I know him. He writes us. He loves the, uh, the Photoshops. Yeah, I think, I think he made my, my Twitter picture. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The one with you in, uh, in front of the, the backdrop. That's right. All right, so uh, we're not waiting, but other people are. As it's, wow. always, it's always how it is. <laughs> how, about, how about a dude just 
becoming a millionaire. That's I pretty. Mean, I mean, do we believe? Uh, do we ever think these are a little bit suspect or? I mean, I I got the tickets. I mean, you're talking fifteen leg, eight leg. I mean, but can't you Photoshop them? Listen, I, I listen. I'm you trust? Yes, faith. I'm not going to judge for the clout on MMA hour. I mean, yeah. By the way, that's a big deal. What are you talking? I'm not saying it's not a big deal. But like, would that really motivate somebody to? Yes. What are you talking about? Have you seen the losers on Twitter these days? I have more faith in people. I mean, by the way, that that comment right there was akin to Rob Manfred saying, "Oh, they're just playing for a tiny piece of metal." Remember that? I mean, come on, these people love this. Stuff. Yeah, what do you, what do you, I mean, way to downplay our show, Frank. I mean, how big wow. do we make this thing? I wear a yeah, Frank. visor, yeah. we have a great yeah, hell. And by the way, I've, I've changed my stance on the whole Twitter thing. <laughs> the whole, just so a 180 on the whole thing. I, 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 I'm feeling like there could be some good here. Weed out the bad guys, weed out the trolls. Like Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Who's that? Is she out? Yeah, she, they just she, banned her account yesterday. Oh, oh um, I don't sure, know. For mocking Elon Musk. She was, imperson- she was impersonating Elon and then... He instituted a policy that anybody who's doing that is he just uh, like sitting at his computer all day fixing Twitter? <laughs> sure it feels like he's like no more. <laughs> he's always got a tweet ready to fire. Yeah. Off. Again, we we are we are early days. There's there's a lot more. Is it true to that the ticks here. are going away this week? No, they uh, they revised that to after midterms. Yeah, but that's on Tuesday. Yeah, but after after no 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 uh, the elections that's tomorrow. At, yeah, but. At some point after. Oh, I thought it was like you mean like Wednesday. No, no, no. no. It's, it's going. Are to you be paying the eight dollars uh, later? I don't. Honestly, I don't even know what the eight dollars gets me. And and no, I'm not paying. Check mark. Paying the eight dollars. Did I make this joke last week? It's like being a member at UFC gym. It's like you're yeah. just exposing yourself as a loser. Yeah. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> I also. Uh, I also voted for the first time on Friday. Just Congratulations. Congratulations yeah. yeah, when I went inside, they uh, I said, hey, uh, I just want to let you know this is the first time in my life that I've ever voted for anything well, of note. And then you know what Please they said? Step back in line. No. You know what he said? Hey, everyone, we got a first-time voter in here. And then everyone gave me a standing ovation. <laughs> See, yeah, I thought really that was happened. going a different direction. No. I thought that was about to be sarcastic and everybody was going to be dead silent because he was mocking you. They loved it. Not only did they oh. love it, they couldn't have been nicer. Like everyone was like, "Are you okay? Do you understand?" Then I get to the little booth. Never done this before. No idea what to do. Close am the I you get the am I checking it off? Am little, I doing this? Cool. And then the other thing is, I was like, "Where do I vote for the governor?" And they're like, "Oh, that's not this election." I was like, "Ah, so what am I doing here?" Well, didn't even come prepared for this. Yeah. Right. Then they're asking Screen me to vote on like no paper. piece of paper, school oh, board oh. thing. I'm like, "What is this?" With the marker in between yeah, the two with the lines? sharpie, with the sharpie. Yeah. It's, oh. it's pretty old school. And then I asked my wife, who did you vote for? Did you vote for the two people there? She said, no, I only voted for one of them. All right, so I guess your vote doesn't count. You didn't finish it. Also, did you color in the circle or the check? She said she checked. Vote doesn't count. Wow. All for none. Yeah. This wasn't on the citizenship Didn't list? even read the freaking instructions. Exactly. Like All that hullabaloo for nothing. Well, thanks exactly. for putting more effort than a lot of people do. By the way, early uh, early got voting is pretty nice. Yeah, I got the sticker, but it's nice. You show up, no one's there. You ever done a take home ballot? No, I told you it's the first time in my life. Mm. What do you try the you know ballot at home? Yeah, you, you get to mail do it, it back. It's just... Those get blown up in the mail. You oh. can't trust those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not going there. Uh, all right, so that's that. Uh, how do we feel? In a moment, we're going to be joined by Eugene. I feel very excited to have Eugene in studio first. Like I I, I feel. Like I'm in the presence of greatness here. I mean, just an absolute brilliant. It's like Phil Jackson coming to, you know, I'm not talking about yeah. executive for the Knicks, Phil Jackson. I'm talking Bulls and Lakers, <laughs> Phil Jackson. Right. The good era. Uh, Pat Riley. I mean, like one of those, um, you know, brilliant minds 
honestly, I feel like I'm not worthy to be uh, taking in the same oxygen as him. Um, but we feel good about this weekend, guys. Do you guys want to make picks right now for the Izzy Alex fight, or is it awkward? Are there people um, around? Be, you know, <laughs> it I mean, honestly, probably Izzy. it probably wouldn't be too awkward if if I'm oh if I'm tipping your hand. But uh, I mean, I don't know where GC stands, but I don't know how awkward it actually be. I mean, probably not very. You know where I stand. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably not. Flying the flag. I'm, I'm surprised but, you didn't come up dressed up as like a guy in full <laughs> New Zealand uh, attire. Yeah. But that wouldn't be very flag earlier. Yeah, thought of that a little keep it pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. What a fun card. You've got not only uh, the great trilogy fight. I'm calling it a trilogy. I don't know if that's really accurate, but it's the third time they fight, right? Do you, how do you guys feel about that? I, I would call it a trilogy All for right, sure. Fine. Um, you have the Frankie Edgar retirement fight. At the moment, Frankie an underdog. Big underdog. Yep. Yeah. Well, plus 180. Is that yeah, big? That's, that's significant. All right. Yeah. Uh, you've got the CKB boys there. You've got the return of Dominic Reyes. Yeah. Ages since we've seen him against Ryan Spann. Of course, uh, we had Safe Saud on the show. Uh, Molly McCann looking to go 3-0. and Perhaps a case for female fighter of the year. They like if Zhang here. loses, uh, I guess you can make a case for No, actually, if Carla beats Zhang... Carla. You got to give it to Carla, yeah. right? But whoever wins that fight is probably in the in the driver's seat for it. Yeah. Uh, everyone's favorite Polish fighter, Karolina Kowalkiewicz, is on the card. I oh, mean, yeah. there's just a lot to like. And so let's get into it. I am so excited about all of this. I'm so excited about today's show. This feels like a very special show. And so I will take off uh, my headset, shall I? I think I shall. Yeah, go yeah, for I it. I think you should. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, here we go. First up, we've got five members of the great city kickboxing crew on the show, all coming over from New Zealand, all a big part of UFC 281. Of course, 281 going down uh, this weekend. And Joe, I'm ready whenever you are. This weekend at Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, the world's most famous arena. There's only one way to start this off. Wow, this is a really big deal. Coach Eugene, how are you, sir? A pleasure. Here, yeah, I can't. Thank I can't. Wow, uh, like bearing gifts. Official team T-shirt. Oh my God, am I officially a member of the squad? <laughs> you are officially. This member is of amazing. Squad. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I was saying, I feel like I'm almost like not worthy of uh, breathing in the same oxygen as you. You're such a brilliant mind. I have so much respect for you. Thank you for making the trek from that uh, palatial estate that you guys are in in uh, New Jersey. Looks quite nice. We are in a place that reminds us of, of home, to be honest. So, yeah, we, we're That's the kind it. of house you're living in back home. We're definitely not the kind of house, <laughs> but it's the kind of surroundings we're, right, li- we're living in. the trees and everything, uh, yeah. the forest. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Great to have you and the whole squad here. It's a New Zealand takeover. So much that I want to talk to you about, and it's good. No bad Wi-Fi this time. I can yeah, hear you yeah, perfectly. Problem, it's a problem. <laughs> um, wow. When you have a situation like this and you guys tend to roll deep, where it's like at least three or four of you. In this particular case, it's it's four fighters on the card. As a coach, is that better for you, or would you prefer just be in a perfect world? Obviously, it's hard with the travel, but in a perfect world, would it be better if it was like one per card? Um, something special gets created when you have four guys on a card, and I'm not sure how many teams can attest to that, but when you have four guys all aiming for the same date, there's definitely some magic that happens uh, behind the scenes in the gym. Um, it, it's tough. It's very tough. It's very tough dealing with four people and, and you know, and, and all the accompaniments that come with four people fighting. But um, 
I would take that any day because of that special kind of atmosphere that gets created in the gym leading up to something like this. So at that house, how many guys are, are staying there? Like how many members of the team are actually there? There's got to be between 25 and 30 wow. at least. And yeah. everyone's playing a part. Everyone has a role. It's either training partners, fighters. The, the, well, I mean, we have a rule when we go away that, that <laughs> there's no one's just idly there for the sake of being there. Everybody has to have a purpose and a reason for being there. Either they're a training partner, or a physio, a coach, a psychologist, or whatever. They've all got a very important role to play. And uh, it, uh, it, we have extended members of the team, but they're not allowed in the house. That don't necessarily have anything to do with like the camp. Okay, they stay outside. So. That's, um, you know, that's soldiers only in the house staying with us, and that's how we like to keep it. At any point, do you allow yourself to look around and say, like, look what we built? Look at us, a small gym from New Zealand, Madison Square Garden. Look at this army that is here. <clears throat> we're the top of the bill. We're the middle of the mm -hmm. bill. Like, we're everywhere. Are you allowing yourself to smell the flowers at all here? Because this is truly remarkable, the run that you guys are on. It, to be honest, Ariel, interesting you mentioned that, but I have had a moment where I looked around and I was like, man, this is from where we came from to here, to have 30 guys out there in this 16-room mansion, marble mansion with a tennis court and a pool and all the guys training together and travelling together and coordinating dinner, breakfast, lunch, and just everybody pulling together. From me staying in a, in a, a $6 a night hotel in the middle of China with just me and Israel, um, it's yeah, I do. It does blow my mind sometimes. So this is a, this is a really special treat because I love talking to you and I really appreciate what you've done and built. But also because uh, I know you haven't done a lot of media leading up to this fight, and in fact, that is true for the whole team. Uh, I do love the relationship that you have with a gentleman. Correct me, I I, I don't know his name. Tony. Me. Tony from yeah. Combat TV, and I love this because. Uh, clearly, this is an older gentleman who has been around the team for a long time, but uh, you are very gracious with your time with him and you allow everyone to speak to him. But he's a local guy, right? So you you have it. It just goes to show you haven't forgotten your roots. You haven't forgotten about the guys who were covering you when you were sleeping in a six dollar a night you know, hotel. Uh, and so I watched all of these interviews. And one in particular with you and him was fascinating to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to ask Eugene some questions about this because you had um, an intensity to yourself in that, in that interview. Mm -hmm. And you talked about the complacency within the team and you said at the top of the team and you really had to you know, lay down some new ground rules. You also uh, talked about not being friends with, like I'm not here to be your friend at the gym. Outside we could be friends, but here you may not like certain things that I have to say. We're not in the feelings business. And so can I ask about the genesis of all of this? Where, where did this come from where you felt like you had to kind of put your foot down? Yeah, look, we, you know, as coaches, we got together, you know, uh, throughout this camp and there was a stage in this camp. Um, it was just below the halfway, just before the halfway point where we just felt the boys were by all means performing at a very, very high level, but we felt, but that, that's just, sometimes it's just not good enough. Sometimes to come into the gym and do what you've always been doing and then walk out of there again, um, being satisfied with your work is just sometimes not enough. And we felt that although they were coming in and they were training really well, they weren't coming in to uh, and being responsible for um, excelling in their performance. We wanted them to excel. We wanted to separate themselves from the rest of the guys. Don't matter if it's a young guy coming up who's full of energy and, f and full of strength 
it, it don't matter who they were facing. We just wanted the, them to perform at the gym at a new level. We wanted them to find a new level. I mean, we wanted them to have that mindset. And bear in mind, they were already performing at a very high level in the gym, but we wanted them to come in and be the best in the gym that day, every day, and that's what we wanted. And we weren't getting that, we weren't able to get that out of them uh, uh, early in this camp. And so uh, as coaches, we chose to not be satisfied with that and not, not accept that and not, you know, there's no reason for us to be happy if you're not performing at the, the, the highest level that we think you can. And so the early camp was tough. Like I had to show a side of me that I don't often show. I had to be, you know, I had to be tough. I had to be mean. I had to, you know, if the sparring went for an hour and we weren't satisfied, then I made them go for another hour. Wow. You know, if, if we just did, if we did eight five-minute rounds, then we did another five or six on top of that if I weren't happy. Another, I doubled it sometimes. Wow. And, and you've never had to do this? Never had to do it. Never had to do it. We we just felt that that it was there was just a little bit of complacency, and by a little bit, I'm talking about a little bit, but that means everything at this level. Yeah, that little one or two percent. We wanted them to come, and we wanted to see them perform day in and day out, uh, not just perform one day of the week well, and the rest of the days, you've just got us coaches, you know, just. Scratching our head. So, um, yeah, I had to show a side of myself that I don't often show. and But I also had to let them know that, you know, like I don't, you might be moping around the gym because the coaches aren't happy, but that I, <laughs> we don't care. You can, you're not our child, you know, like we're here for a specific purpose and that's to make you win and to get you to perform. So you can be as angry and you can mope around the gym as much as you want, but quite frankly, it has no emotional effect on us. We're here to do a particular job. And the coaches just felt that we had to draw a line in this camp and let them know that our job is very specific. We're here to make you to perform, make you perform to your utmost so that we can win. And we drew that line nice and early and it fractured the camp, but in the end, we got the desired result. When you say fracture the camp, what do you mean by that? Well, fracture the camp, like, <clears throat> you know, like the, the boys, they, they, they weren't happy. They weren't happy. They weren't, didn't like the way that they, Did were, they expressed that to you, or was it treated. more the body language? No, it was just, you could just tell. Right. But also, well, we're unemotional about that. If right. you're not happy, then that's your fault because you're not performing to the utmost of your ability, to the ability that we think you can perform. That's your fault. That's not our fault. We're doing everything that we can because that's what we do as coaches. We put everything into these guys. They have to do their part and they have to come into the gym and not perform at 98%, 95%. They have to perform at 100 every time. That's the expectation. And we push that to its utmost limit. And we got the desired result. Fractured the team for a bit momentarily, but now we've brought the team back together and we're better because of it. Were you worried that you might lose members of the team, not physically, but you say fractured, like someone would be like, you know, what the hell with this? I don't need to do this. That'll never happen. Like the team, that, that, yeah, that, I mean, that, I didn't even fathom that and none of the boys would fathom that. What I meant was like, there were times when they probably disagreed with what we're doing and they didn't like our decisions and they felt that maybe we'll, that we were pushing them too hard. But they respectfully 
would never, you know, they, they, how they responded was how we wanted them to respond. Mm. They lifted their game and they came in and they, they came in through the, through the doors into those four worlds with, with the right mentality. And so in the end, we, were, we came to a happy place. And just curious, uh, not wanting you to name names, but there are four members of your team fighting on this card. Did you feel like this was the case with the whole lot of them? Because, you know, four different personalities, four different people. Did you feel like everyone needed a bit of a kick in the behind? We felt that, uh, we felt that everyone needed a kick in behind. And then as we gave these people a kick in behind, they slowly um, responded. Got it. Dan responded first and made some immediate adjustments and found that extra that extra push that we needed. Carlos responded next. Um, Brad responded a couple of weeks after that, and the last to respond was Israel. And that's probably got to do with just a bit of his stubbornness and the fact that Maybe it takes him a little bit longer to understand what exactly is going on. <laughs> he's also the king right now, right? He's he's the man. He's the champ. Mm, he's the king to you, but he's yeah. not the king to me. He's I get just that. A, he's just another. We we just call him just, just another piece of shit like the rest of us. Uh, do, do you find that he is more stubborn as he continues to get bigger and more famous and more successful? Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't mean like stubborn as in like a stubborn person. No, no, like, but. Stubborn as in, like, he needed us to um, push on him that we didn't think he was performing. Mm. And he's sometimes, um, he sometimes has a contrary view. But um, most of the time he is wrong and we are right. Is this potentially a byproduct of just the fight game success, right? You, uh, I, I always talk about this with so many people and the fans <clears throat> roll their eyes at times, but the Marvin Hagler line of, you know, it's hard to wake up at 5 a.m. when you're waking up in satin sheets. Do you feel like this has, play, you know, you, your, your guys are now heroes in New Zealand and none bigger than Israel because he's had the most success. He's been there the longest. Do you feel like this is a byproduct of any of that? Uh, this is not a byproduct of that. Uh, per se, this is a byproduct of having done this so many times now over so many years that you get into a like a cruise mode. You don't realise you're in that cruise mode. You think you're giving your best effort, and but the coaches are thinking something else. And the coaches are the best people to determine what mode you're in because you can't always get outside the box and look at yourself. So it's not a product of that. We'll, we'll never fall subject to, the, to what you're talking about. Like, we just... Uh, the environment's too strong, like the people, like, in, in many places in the world, our, our training environment, our gym would be very, it would be perceived as very um, negative maybe mm. because it's all about, all we do is constantly just talk about, talk to each other about how bad we are at things. We never really... It's not, it's not a gym that goes and tells people how good each other are and how good you are at this and how good it is at this. We're constantly working on what we're bad at and we're letting each other know what they're, what they're not any good at. In a fun way, sometimes in, in a negative way, um, but like that's the kind of place that it is. You're not good at this, so we're going to give you a bit of stick about that. You know, your double leg, that terrible double leg you did in that fight, oh, we're going to put that in our group and we're going to replay it so that... And that's just our... That's just how we do things. That's just our culture. And what it means is that when we do big up you, 
when we do congratulate you, when we do have something positive to say, it has uh, massive, massive meaning to it. And uh, that's just how we do things. It's not how everybody else does things, but everybody in our gym's a piece of shit and they're not good at anything as far as we're concerned. And that's just how we operate. Obviously well-documented that you guys had to deal with a lot during the pandemic because of the restrictions. Mm. Those restrictions are no more, right? It's back to normal yeah, life. normal. Do you think that it had a positive impact on the team because you guys really had to come together a lot more than some of the teams here in the United States, sleeping together for weeks at the gym, all that stuff. Do you feel like you guys actually grew closer as a result of all of this? Uh, we, 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 we grew closer as a team for sure because there was a bit of adversity that we had to go through and we had to think outside the box a lot. But uh, uh, the boys' careers definitely suffered over those two years. You think so? Oh, 100%. The, they, the growth they, was stunted? 100%. Really? Wow. Yeah, 100%. They would have only fought 50% of the time of the time that they would have fought if there was no COVID. Right. Um, we, we, we were taking fights in the worst possible circumstances that you could possibly get. There was, there was fights where Dan was taking, and he could only train in his garage with the people he lived with. Right. For, the, for some of the best fighters in the world. There was a fight he took against... Uh, Markachev, where we couldn't get any coaches there. He had to stay in America and just put together some random training camp. It's like, and then he had to fly over with some people that have never cornered a fight, yeah. let alone a UFC fight at that level. Like, it, 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 I reckon it stunted our development about 50%. So wow. we're working at 50% capacity. So there was no one happier to see the end of that COVID and all the restrictions than uh, city kickboxing, that's for sure. What did you make of the criticism Israel received after the Cannoneer fight? I, see, again, Ariel, like, I don't think you understand. I literally never have a look at all of that. So okay. the criticism I'm going to guess he was even, that he didn't stop Cannoneer or he didn't... Well, there was... So I remember at the post-fight press conference, uh, he said he was a little bit unhappy with his performance okay. and whatnot. But then afterwards, it seemed like fans were unhappy with his performance. Now, just for the record, I know you don't watch any of this, and I'm not saying because you're here, but just so you know where I'm coming from, what I said on the show was, I don't think he deserved any criticism, just because it may not have been the most exciting fight of all time. I think a lot of that should have fallen on Cannoneer's shoulders. He didn't bring the fight to him. It felt like he was just trying to survive and not really go for it. And is he, given the fact that he's at the top, like why should he take a risk when he's the guy who has everything to lose? That said, it felt like afterwards the aftermath was more, let's point a finger at him for not making this into an exciting fight and quote unquote playing it safe. I just want to tell you, this is not how I feel. This is yeah. what was the narrative in the weeks after this fight. Yeah, well, look, nothing to do with that, like nothing to do with other people's expectations because that matters zero to me and zero to the team and, and probably matters a little bit to Israel more than it should, but mm. to the team and myself and the coaches, it doesn't matter. We did, there was there was some stuff going on there. We did have a plan to to mount a little bit more offense, to mount more offense than we did, and Israel knows that, and we tried to press it on Israel during that fight and he wasn't able to we weren't able to come together in the corner with our ideas and his ideas they weren't able to amalgamate together and and there wasn't able to be more more offense that's what we need to work on that that's what I look at that fight and go like we need to figure out the reasons why our ideas weren't able to come together and you were able to to you weren't able to press on press on with more offense um but that's like got nothing to do with what other people think and stuff. Right. 
And I think he was, at the end of it, disappointed in that, that he couldn't um, translate what we were asking him to do and what we'd planned to do uh, into the cage that night. That That's the only, but um, we managed to still get what we needed across in terms of enough to win that fight. And when you when I look back at that fight, I think it was still a masterful fight. What I, what I was surprised of in fight, and I'm not sure if I've gone on record in saying this, is that, um, I mean, and again, it's easy to sit in my chair and say this, but I thought Cannonier would definitely put himself at risk more. He, be, he became very, very conservative. But well, I've picked up a pattern now, Ariel. I've picked up a pattern. I mean, Vittorio, I thought, would be the one that just puts it all on the line. And, and when he starts to lose the rounds, he'd come forward and make himself more vulnerable and walk, Israel would walk him on to, onto a shot. Paulo Costa, I thought, would do that as well. Cannonier, I thought, would do this as well. And it's easy for me to say that, but it's a lot harder to be in the cage and be on the receiving end of uh, Israel's range and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to start moving forward. It's obviously a lot harder to do than uh, I give credit, people credit for doing. Do you think Alex will be that guy? Mm, I think he will. I think he will. I think, I think because of his background and because of his experience, uh, because he's already fought some of the best stand-up fighters in the world, I think he will be less intimidated to come forward because he's seen more strikers at such a high level than those guys have. And uh, I think he will be the guy to, to press a little bit more. But um, that comes with a lot of danger, right? That's, 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 Israel's, that's Israel's special area. When you come forward and get too aggressive, that's when he makes you pay. What do you remember from that night in 2017, the second fight in particular, the one that's talked about the most because of the finish? I uh, rewatched it last night, and he was Israel was this close to stopping him in the second round, it mm. seemed like. And then, of course, he gets uh, stopped, and this has been a big selling point. It's all over the videos that the UFC is promoting. For you personally, what do you remember from that? Uh, my, my personal I mean what I feel is what, what invoked in me is, uh, is, was, is really the feeling of concern I had because I mean you see your fighter drop like that and the head falls back on the canvas um, that's concerning <laughs> and so um, uh, just, a, just, just anxiety I feel like man uh, Nothing about the fight. I didn't care about the fight, and I didn't care. Like, well done to Alex and stuff. But my immediate concern, even to this day, is just flashbacks of of trying to get to Israel and make sure he's okay, and just wondering if the medical care that we had at that time was up to scratch. Because mm-hmm. quite often at these fight shows they're not, and just being concerned um, for his health because I know what a blow like that can do in the sport sometimes. So yeah, that that's the main thing that. It's kind of invoked in me that feeling of concern when I think about that fight. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been knocked out since, obviously, only one defeat, the Jan fight. I mean, it's been mm. pretty flawless since that fight. Mm. And I'm wondering, on that night, would you have predicted, obviously you couldn't predict exactly, but did you think this might change him forever as a person, as a fighter? Were you worried about his long-term health as well because, you know, of the way he fell? Yes. Is he? Yeah. Y- yes? Yes. Yeah, okay. And, and I've, yeah, and I, Israel will, will recall that I kept them from fighting for a very, very, very long time. And because the and, and the fight world sometimes and the local promotions and, and stuff, sometimes they say they give you four weeks, thirty days. Yeah. 
which is ridiculous after after a knockout. No one should be fighting within straight after 30 days of having a rest. It's just not long enough. I would have given him close to a year, almost a year. And to be honest, I, and, and I'll admit this now, I, there would have been times when I lied about getting him a fight. He would have come back after three, uh, if I've, it's been a long time, but three months, six months, he would have asked for a fight. And I would have just said to him, I said, look, there's no fight available, mate. I can't get you a fight. No one wants to fight you. That would have been a bald-faced lie, but um, my lies had good intentions. Mm. I wanted him, I wanted that man to rest, and I wanted him to didn't have any ill effects from that big knockout. And so I rested him for the good part of most of a year. Um, and, and I do remember it took some lying for me to do that, but we're here today, so he can forgive me for that lie. <laughs> it all worked out. Would you say it's personal, this fight? Is it personal for you? No, not at all. Do you think it's no. personal for him? Um, I, I, for a fighter, you always want to revenge your losses like that. Uh, having been a fighter myself, I, uh, you know, I'd give me a chance tomorrow. You bring in one of my opponents that beat me right now, and then I'm right. straight away, my, my mind's going to go to avenging that loss. But I think I think there is a little bit of personal stuff there, um, and, and the, the trick is right when fights like this get personal is to kind of separate that from the emotion of the fight and the strategy of the fight and the tactics that are going to go on. You want to completely separate all of that, make sure they're all very distinct and you've got them in different groups and you don't get them confused with each other because that's when things go wrong. But yeah, I think I think there is. For me, it's just uh, it's just a challenge. Just a challenge, it's the ultimate challenge. The ultimate challenge. You don't often fight a guy who can just take you out, who's capable of taking you out. That's a very rare grift that Alex has. Not every fighter that you, that you come across uh, has that gift, it's, it's very rare. And to fight someone like that um, is the ultimate challenge because you have to be on for 25 minutes. You can be off for two seconds like Israel was in the last fight they had, and then the whole landscape of the of the fight, whether you're winning or losing, doesn't matter because that that to me is like the ultimate challenge. I think it's interesting because if they didn't have that history, he's probably not getting a title shot this soon, and that's what makes this so interesting, right? They have the history, but is he getting pushed too quickly? Do you think this is a you know Madison Square Garden main event? Someone as comfortable as Izzy? Yeah, let's not. I mean, let's not state the obvious, like, there's no way that that he gets a title shot if there was no history there. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous that someone would get a title shot. It's the history that he's had with Israel and the story, you know. Do you see, you know, hate it or love it, they know how to promote fights, right? That's one thing they do really well, and they've picked up this history, and they've and they've picked up that this is going to be a great fight and it's going to bring a lot of eyes and they've pushed, they've strategically pushed Alex to a place where he can fight for the title um, and it's, let's see if it's been we're about to see on Saturday whether it's he's been rushed too early or he should have been more patient. How, how do you think it plays out? Do you have, do you have a, a vision in your mind? Um, my vision's always the same, to be honest. I think I've got a little bit of a biased vision. I always see Israel um, doing what he does best and just accumulating damage and just nice, nice, a nice, clean fight, stays out of danger and just accumulates damage. Whether he gets a stoppage, I never envisage that. I always envision it going the distance, but I envisage a clean fight. Israel 
hitting and not getting hit. And, uh, you know, getting back to his friends and family after that and celebrating and all the rest of it. Last time I spoke to him, he says he has something else that he wants to accomplish. There's something else uh, on the horizon. Do you know what he's talking about? Mm, you know, no, that's no? a question for him. I've, yeah, <laughs> it's probably something he doesn't want me to know about because I'll probably talk him out of it maybe or something. But okay. no, that's something that, that's a private thing. Okay. I wonder if there's another great challenge, another, you know, bridge, something that we don't know about that, uh, you know, we, we all remember that famous story of, the back of the bus after the Costa fight, you said you're going to move up to 205. So no one saw that coming. I wonder if there's something else that we don't know that's coming. I'll, I'll stay really, just really as you are to get whatever surprise he springs on everybody. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and your relationship is strong. You feel like you guys are still in a, you know, like you have been through a lot with, with Israel over the years. Do you, do you like the relationship that you guys have? Teacher, student? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're still as tight as ever. Um, we're still as close as ever. He still, in my opinion and the coach's opinion, has a lot to learn. And we have still a lot to give because there's still, as much as people think that he's he, he's a master at this and a master at this, I don't know, us coaches think that um, he's still very poor at a lot of things. Um, and whether that be striking, that, that's, and we're talking about striking, but there's still a lot of stuff, groundwork, wrestling. There's still a lot of knowledge to impart and still a lot of room for him to grow. And, um, and that's a big part of, of whether the relationship can be strong in that. As long as we can keep making our fighters better and not stagnate, then that has a lot to do as well with a strong relationship. Uh, you have Israel, you have Dan, you have Brad, you have Carlos on this card. You have a lot of great fighters. I'd be remiss if I don't ask you about uh, Alex Volkanovsky. Are they going to try to screw him out of this 55 title shot? I'm getting a little worried here. I feel like they're trying to put the screws on him. What is the lay well, of the it's, land it's at seemed, the moment? Well, it seemed like they had an agreement that he was in the cage. He made weight. He went to be backup fighter. And now we're, I'm starting to I hear. Who are they talking about now? now? I'm just hearing that maybe they want to do Yair. And uh, maybe, what are they going to screw? Uh, this guy, he you know, I'm so impressed by Alex. Yeah. A pound for pound, number one in most people's eyes. Goes to Abu Dhabi, makes weight, puts his ego aside. You know this. A lot of people aren't going to do that. Yeah. Just so he can say, I'm next. And I feel like he's, they're screwing around. Yeah. Look, I don't get into the politics of it quite often, but you're going to agree with me. Alex has worked his way into a position where he gets to make the call, right? He gets to make the yes. shot. Um, um Islam's not the person that makes the call on this fight. Like Alex is the makes the call. Alex has multiple times defended his champion, beat Max Holloway three times. You name it, Alex has done. So Alex has put himself in a position to be the shot caller. So I don't see how you can take that away. He's just done too much, achieved too much, and put himself in the right position, in my opinion. And you're in favor of this, right? I know obviously he works with uh, Joe as well, but I'm, I'm wondering just your personal opinion, him moving up to 55 to take this uh, this risk, if you will, to take on this challenge. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not in, I wasn't in favor of it. I, I mean, I gave my opinion. I felt there were still some guys that needed to be cleaned out in the division. Um, but like I said, like my opinion is just one opinion amongst a team of three or four coaches and the other three or four coaches and, and most importantly, Alex wants to go up and, and achieve greatness, have an attempt at greatness, have an attempt at something that only very few people have ever done. 
then I, you know, like I will back him 100%. Um, so um, I wasn't necessarily in agreement. I felt like he should probably, the 155 could come later, but that was just my opinion. I think Alex has got his heart and mind set on um, the 155. So, I mean, that's the direction we're all going to head together. Does it have anything to do with Islam as the guy or just the, the challenge of moving up in general and what that could do to one's career? Uh, no, no, it's got nothing like, it's got nothing to do with the guy. It's just more got to do with where he's at in his career. And I just thought there was just more guys to clean out. Where I thought Israel, perhaps like there was no clear person that he could have gone to. I felt like that was a better time to go to 205. I think maybe there's some clearer contenders that Alex can maybe have a couple more fights with before he goes to 155. But at the end of the day, that was just my opinion. Sure. And uh, it wasn't the predominant opinion of the team. Uh, and so um, I think he's got his heart and mind set on 155, no matter who it, who, who it was. I mean, that was decided before it was. we even knew it was Islam. Uh, we're going to bring Carlos in in a moment, but I'm just curious. Uh, the necklace that you're wearing, what what is that? Yeah, this. I mean, this is a this is a green stone. This is like a native stone in New Zealand. Wow, it's worn by the Maori people. It can only be gifted, so you can't buy it for yourself. It has to be gifted by someone, and it just means a whole lot of things. Like uh, who gifted it to you? Uh, my partner actually. Okay, she gifted this to me. Wow, she bought this to me. So. Yeah, just is it for good luck or uh, it's for many different things. Okay. Good luck, protection. Um, uh, it lets you. It shows that you have a lot of. Uh, you're held in high esteem by other people. Um, they they have. It has a whole lot of different meanings. Wow. Uh, well, I hold you in high esteem. I have nothing to gift you other than being on this show. It's a real honor that you guys would come in. It's a real honor to have you. Uh, by the way, on Monday, you can come back and talk about the great night if you're still around, unless you're going back home. I'm getting the hell you out of here. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I wish you guys the best. We're going to bring you, in Carlos. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of your busy day. And good luck, most importantly, on, on Saturday. Thank you, sir. Thank yes. you. Pleasure. I appreciate it. And I always appreciate how honest you are. So thank you so much, Coach. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Which-
There he is, the great coach Eugene Behrman, and now we'll bring in uh, one of his star pupils, the one and only Carlos Ulberg, who will be in action on Saturday. Hello, Carlos. How are you? Nice to meet you for Good the first brother. time. Hey, man. Likewise. It's a, it's a nice Thank little you so spot much. you got yes. here, bro. Thank you. It's Have awesome. a seat. Uh, Good audience you got? Yes, yes. Well, you know, they're in internet <laughs> they're land. Around, they're here. Yes, I can they're, see. they're outside on the internet. Thank you for doing this. This All is great. Uh, what a spot for you. Madison Square Garden with the yeah. guys. Yeah, what a What dream. have the vibes been like at that house? I was talking to a coach. He's very understated, but I see your house that you guys are living in right now with the yeah. indoor pool and everything. It's massive, eh? Yeah, it's a dream. It's always been, you know, something you, you grow up... Um, uh, adoring so it's um, you know to be there and with the whole crew as well it's um, it's quite nice so we've got a big crew and um, you know it's, it's a, I guess it's a manifestation what do you mean by manifestation well, it's something that you um, you look at and you something you dream of right um, you know especially in the past um, but uh, something you can look forward to uh, in, the, in the near future I'm sure throughout your fighting career kickboxing you know, short MMA career, this isn't common, right? You've had some humble beginnings, some places that you probably stayed at that pale in comparison to uh, a setting like this. Yeah, man, I come from the hood, bro. So <laughs> coming to a mansion like this, um, it's, 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 it's nice to, uh, to, to be in a, in a setting like this. What do you mean by in the New hood? York, in a New, in New yeah, York too, I mean, you know, like uh, well, we're, we're in uh, New Jersey at the moment, yeah. but um, to be in New York for my first time, very first time, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing, man. First time. First time, Never yeah. been here First as a time, yeah. and, uh, wow. you, you, growing up, you know, you just watch the movies and um, just see cartoons and things like that. And you, this is exactly what I've imagined. I haven't really had a had a had a look around the whole city, but uh, just before I come in here, I just had a little little uh, tour around um, around the little the the building just around here. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, we're near yeah. Wall Street here, which is a very famous ah, uh, area, okay. you know, financial district and all that stuff. Okay. And then of course Madison Square Garden. This is every fighter's dream, right? It is, man. It's Legendary. The, Did you the, watch when Izzy fought here? The Colossium, man. That's yeah. it, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, did watch the fight, and um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's surreal, bro. So, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm excited for it. More nerves? Nerves are always going to be there, I think, with every fight. Um, and for years to come, there'll be nerves for sure. But um, I think nerves are good. And um, yeah, as time goes, time, you know, the nerves are waned. So, it's all good. This is a big difference from how you were introduced to the UFC with the apex and whatnot. <laughs> did, did you like that? Like, was that a good way to be introduced? No, no. Nah, nah. I mean, I didn't like it because, uh, you know, it. I mean, I've fought in China quite a bit where there's a big crowd as well. And um, it's something that I kind of got used to, the crowd, and I kind of feed off the energy in the crowd. And uh, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy the people being around and right. just, just I kind of lift off that energy. Um, just the, the apex was different. It was. I felt like I was just in a bit of a... A dream, um, just being there it didn't really feel real. So um, I'm glad that that's over, and uh, we've got the crowd back. So yeah. So New York's going to be massive, man. Oh my God, the the it's going to rumble atmosphere, yeah. and uh, you know you're fighting a little early on in the card. There? I will not be in the venue. Oh, okay. Thanks for putting me on the spot, Carlos. <laughs> wow, this is awkward. Hey, you're, you're the same. Bro. I know, I know, I know. But I'm here. Look where I am. You come to me. I, it's like the Tonight Show. Do you know the Tonight Show? Uh, I've heard of it. Like, yeah. Jay Leno or okay. David Letterman. Okay. You, I'm not a, not a massive TV fan, but... Yeah, Johnny Carson? I think, I think so. I think so. You know, they, they, the, the stars came to them. They yeah, didn't go yeah, to the, right. you know, the movie premieres. That's kind of like, okay. well, this That's, is the way yeah. I tell, you well, know, I sort of I'm justify. Thank you, know, thank you, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, don't leave just yet. Nah, nah. Um, so you're early on in the card, but I've, I've heard Izzy say... Are you looking for, you want something? You want a take-home gift? Or? I know Brad's going to want something, so um, okay. something that maybe he might want. So. Well, uh, Eugene came bearing <laughs> gifts. You came with nothing. I came with something record. for you, but I left it in the car. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, what, what do you make of, like, Izzy being there from the beginning yeah. for your fight? 
That's yeah. rare. Yeah. Some guys will watch it in the hotel, but he's like, no, I'll be there from the beginning. That means he's going to probably he's be there. He's going to be there from the beginning? He said that. Well, that's that's it. I mean, cause it's like I mean, seven hours he's well, going to be this there. Is the culture that um, Eugene brings into the into the team is, um, you know, once we're, once one one of our um, team members are there, we're all there. So um, I think that's that's the special thing about our, about our team and our culture. So, yeah. He doesn't even have a choice, probably. It doesn't matter. No, he doesn't. So <laughs> Eugene's I'm giving him the credit. Orchestra. He, yeah. He's the one that, that orchestrates the whole thing. So, um, and that's why I guess the team is so successful. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I want to be coached in life by Eugene. But, yeah. He's just such an inspiring guy. I just want to I listen to I think you're coached really well, man. I think you're doing you think good. think so? Oh, well, thank you. But yeah. I like the way he speaks. I like his philosophy on life. I like that he's no nonsense. He never sugarcoats. And we just spoke. I don't know if you were listening to the chat, but we talked about this this moment where he had to kind of put his foot down. Yeah. He said that uh, you guys were a little too complacent. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he... He even gives me more than I asked for, but he said, you know, the first one to, to get on board was Dan, then it was you, then it was Brad, then it was Izzy. Okay. Could you tell me about this? When, when he, he said that this was a side of, of himself yeah. that he hasn't really shown, yeah, where he yeah, felt like yeah. he had to really give you guys a kick in the butt, sure. and that initially it fractured the team a little bit. What do yeah, you recall yeah. from all of this? Well, I guess everyone responds to something like that differently. Um, everyone would just take it on differently. I motivate myself, and just like many other other guys in the team motiv- motivate themselves anyway but it's really good to have something like that um, for, for for different people um, to push them um, at some points of, of um, the training camp um, so I guess this was more of like a um, uh, emotional part for everyone to to I guess bond together as a team um, and everyone responded to it differently um, I took it on and I said hey you know what that's, I mean, I continued my training anyway and just did my thing. And um, yeah, it was just, it, it was just. It seemed intense. It was intense at the time. But I mean, if you know Eugene, he's, he's you know, he's a, he's an intense person. And that's, that's I guess that's what you need as a, as a, as a coach, um, or, you know, so yeah. Did you feel like it was uh, warranted? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone told you, you know, that you needed to put your foot down, um, how would you respond? So, yeah. I mean, uh, you can take it on however you want to. I mean, you could um, work harder in the, in, the, in, the, in the office or you can learn to just, I don't know, do your own thing, whatever. But uh, yeah, I took it on pretty well and um, I just continued being me and did my thing anyway. Um, it was, I kind of took it as it was a, a team thing, not anything individually. So I think it was more of um, for us to push together as a team. Um, there's people out there working hard. Um, and let's fucking do it. Let's just smash this whole thing and, and you know, make sure everyone knows that we're the best. Uh, I was watching Izzy's video blog and I think it was like your last day, um, one of your last days of training. And it seemed like everyone's family was there. I, you know, I saw his parents there because I recognized them, but there were kids running around. Is that something that you guys do at the end of camp? Like, does everyone get to come together? Is it a celebration of sorts? What is that? I guess so. I mean, it's it's um, it's always really good to, especially when we're going over, overseas or, or, you know, crossing overboard. So it's um, something that our, our family members or team, the, the broad team um, of the whole gym get to come out and watch us do our hard training this is the hard um i guess um the training that we we all don't 
look forward to during the week. Um, this is the so infamous spider? This is the infamous spider. Okay. And what is the spider specifically? Uh, it's Specifically, it's a secret, but... Oh, it is it's, a secret. It's tough. It's, it's, okay, it's a, it's a, I, I viewed it as like multiple opponents. Yeah, it is multiple opponents, okay. opponents but it's just a simulator for the fight. Okay. Um, it's a... It's a um, yeah, it's something we all dread, but um, it's fifteen. It's brutal. Well, it's 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 a couple of minutes of work, but okay. it's just the, t- the hardest. Um, and it gets like, our heart rate going. There's nothing tougher. Um, I guess you, you you don't win in that one. Okay. You don't win. So um, you're gonna you're gonna have those moments in the fight, and I guess it's um it's a simulator for that for that. And are you are you wearing headgear for that, or is it just? Um, I think you can option. No, we don't have headgear. Okay, but, so this um, is like full on. We're getting smashed, man. With getting, multiple opponents. We're getting fucked up, yeah. Holy shit. And, and families watching this? Families watching, oh, man, gosh. watching us get, get killed in there. So um, I guess that's what, what it is, is that they come in, they watch us, and they understand the, the kind of training that we're going through. And understanding that we're, we're ready for this to, to go aboard and, and fight the best in the world. So, yeah. By the way, when, so I was uh, doing a little bit of research on you, first time speaking to you. How come the first thing when I type in Google, I type in your name, you know what the first thing that comes up is as a, as a, like a recommended search? What is it? It's wife. Wife. Why? Carlos Elberg wife. <laughs> Why is everyone looking up to see if you're married or not? I have no not? idea. Maybe they're just curious. Hey. It's the, like the number one thing, not baskets? record, <laughs> not knockout. Not, it's wife. That's What's the first one. On? Everyone's, you know. Are you married? I'm not married. No, I'm not. So people are probably happy about that. I have a beautiful family, but I'm not married. But okay, you know, yeah. you're, so oh, so you're spoken for. You, yeah, you for are, sure. You are you taken. Know, you're off the market. I look after my life. I make sure my life is my my life outside of, of my fighting. Everyone's so curious about Everyone's your. Curious, yeah, you know, they just oh, they just keep the business to themselves. <laughs> you're no more ladies' man. Ladies' night. Ladies' night. Ladies' night. You're ladies now night. black. The black jag. Jag. Why yeah. did we change the nickname? It was always there. It was always there. It's okay. always been there. I mean, I think um, like most fighters, you just have many different um, names that have been given to them, whatever. But my one has just been this because Tekken uh, King, um, and he has the same, he has a similar um, life uh, story. King, you know, from Tekken, you know okay. the one? No, he's I have the, no idea. So he's the, he's the, he's is the, he's the Jaguar. Is that a video game? It is Tekken, the Street Fighter game. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Street yes. game, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, he has a very similar story. Uh, where he grew up uh, pretty similar in my life okay. and I think um, well I, I really love Jake it was from years and years ago but um, I guess that that's it um, so no more ladies night Ladies, ladies night was given to me by uh, uh, Dan Hennessy who's uh, a commentator back in New Zealand uh, okay. he, he was like okay you're either going to be ladies night it was my very first fight ever uh, MMA fight um, this was a professional fight. I was like, okay, what's your, what's your fight name? I said, bro, I don't have one. I'm just here. I haven't yeah. got two weeks notice. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you either ladies night or Baywatch. And I was like, holy Jesus. shit. I don't know. So, um, I think ladies night ladies better. Night. Although I found ladies night to be a little bit weird. Cause it's like, you're a person, not a, not an evening. Yeah. Know? It was weird. Cause I was doing, um, I was doing ladies nights. Um, back in oh, the day. you were, oh shit. That's why <laughs> I, I was, I was hosting ladies. Did nights. he know that? Uh, no, I don't think I, I'm not sure. I don't. What think are the he chances? Did, but I think maybe he told. He what was do you mean by hosting? I was hosting parties, ladies' nights. But does that mean you're not partaking? You're just the host. I was just ho- was hosting, making sure everyone, you know, the ladies are there. Wow, what hosting. a gig! What a gig, right? Was it a good gig? Party every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, a lot of money. <laughs> uh, Probably more than the of, early days fighting, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, I was young. I was, you know, I was curious. I was um, ambitious. So wow, good for you. <laughs> How long did you do time. that for? I was partying uh, about three years. Three years, and why did you stop? Because I wanted to pursue fighting. Uh, okay. um, I was playing rugby at the time. I kind of was 
just going out every weekend. Didn't think it was very healthy for me. I was traveling around to New Zealand, Australia, quite a bit of the islands around um, New Zealand. But um, I figured it wasn't healthy for me. You know, I thought, you know, let's let's have a challenge in life. Um, started winning fights and thought, okay, let's just take this seriously and let's um, let's continue this uh, pathway into something into something greater. Did did Coach Eugene tell you to stop? Well, uh, no, I started off with another coach okay. who was um, also a coach of Eugene as okay. well, um, Lolo Hemuli, who's who was another coach of many um, guys in New Zealand, and um, it was it was kind of my own it was my own um, thought where I thought, okay, I needed a challenge in life, and I and I can't see myself partying every Thursday, drinking Friday, and Saturday. everything probably. Um, which it was nice at the time. I bet. And um, what are these like bachelorette parties and stuff? Do you guys have that? No, over there? no, no. I mean, I didn't stand for that. It was more of just um, what do you mean people would pay me. That? Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to stoop down that low. Well, that's was, low. No, I just. Oh. Thought, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'd rather just get what? paid to show up and and um, and. Do you just come with like there. an army of guys or what? Like, what 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 are you hosting exactly? What is well, what's it's, going on? Well, it's 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 ladies' nights. It's just um, at at a, at a house on, or or uh, does it matter? Clubs. Clubs, club, club wow. events. So they just put me on posters and say, "Oh, oh you so know. you were like a big deal." This was like I Carlos is in deal. town. <laughs> you were like on the marquee. I used to do uh, I used to do TV shows. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A while ago, and then um, that blew up in, in the scene uh, that I was in, and then um, from there, kind of just um, filtered from there. Amazing, so, yeah. but never on the Bachelor. Never on the Bachelor because talk. at that time, at that time, I had a partner, and then. I thought, okay, maybe I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that, that was a good idea. But then they also gave me the opportunity to do it again as I was single at the time. And I thought, okay, now I'd rather do my career because this would mean I'd have to take off two months of training mm. um, to do shooting and stuff like that. So, um, do you regret yeah. that? No way. No, no way. I'm here, man. You're talking to you. Look, look at me, man. I know, but just look a bachelor. At me. Look at you. Look at you. You're right. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. All right, fine. Um, what do you talk? You said the your background, like Tekken, like you, you said you came from the hood. Came from the hood. Like yeah. how, how humble were these well, beginnings? I mean, nothing like like the hood over here, but I mean, this is the hood um, from where I am from New Zealand, New Zealand, yeah. the hood in New Zealand. Um, it's, it's, I guess uh, I was a troubled ca- uh, child. Uh, get into trouble. I got into a lot of trouble. Fights never and stuff. started trouble, but I'd always finish the trouble. I was the pretty boy that would always never back down on a fight. So people pick on you. Got picked on a lot. Really? Got, always backed up the person that got picked on as well. Nice. Never loved bullies. I hated bullies. Yeah. So I was always the person to save the bully. I was basically the superhero. <laughs> Respect. Which is what we are now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I've growing up in the hood like that. It was. Um, it was tough, but you, I guess that's what molded me into the person that I'm now. And um, yeah, great. And why did you want to become a fighter? The challenge, man. The challenge. I mean, rugby league. I mean, I grew up fighting on the street a lot, um, as I told you. And and people knew about it. People knew that I was a street fighter. People knew that I that I could take a punch, give a punch. And um, the challenge was I was either playing rugby or I was fighting um, rugby was nice. It was good. It was very, uh, it was very practical, very, um, and I, I decided, okay, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to fight. I started getting my hand raised a few more times and I enjoyed it, man. Every time I'd w- go out to, to parties or to these events, people knew that I was a fighter, so they wouldn't pick on me. Ah. And that was one of the motivators for me as well was every time I'd go out, I'd be, I'd end up in a fight because, 
I was the the pretty boy, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm pick on this guy, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a bit of jealousy or whatever. Um, so from the time that I started fighting, started getting my hand raised a bit more and more, uh, I was um, wasn't getting into fights anymore. Word so, got around. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I can I can go out and not get into fights. And then um, yeah, it was more of that was that was part of a motivator for me. Uh, not the most of the motiva- motivation, but um, yeah. Why did you transition from kickboxing to MMA? I think MMA was the initial idea anyway. It was. My very first fight was MMA, professional okay. MMA. And then I thought, okay, if uh, after I think three wins of MMA, I thought to myself, okay, if I'm going to continue winning, I may as well do this seriously. So I went back to basics and I went back to boxing and um, went with this coach, Lolo, who, who taught me a bit of boxing. Did that for a couple of years, got better at that. Couldn't get fights in boxing. As you know, it's hard to get fights in boxing. So I thought, okay, now it's time for me to transition to kickboxing. Did well in kickboxing, went over to China, did a few fights, made a contract over there and and did really well over there and then enjoyed it and then started to come back to MMA. And this is, um, well, during my kickboxing career as well, I was with Eugene and Doug Viney. Uh, And then I transitioned from the kickboxing scene to MMA, um, which it is hard, but at the time, you know, I think a lot of the boys were still um, transitioning as well at the time. And um, we were all kind of just learning together um, the whole logistics of, of MMA. So um, I think we're all on, the, all on that same path, but it's all just been like a real quick elevation for us. Yes. And there's like, you know, there's a big spotlight on you guys because of CKB is it's crazy. This small gym from New Zealand now, you know, you guys are taking over Manhattan and all this stuff because you're the one to kick it off. Is there a level of pressure that comes? You you want to start the night on yeah. the right foot? Do you For think me? about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, no, nah, I mean, I'm, look, man, I get to be the, the curtain raiser, the, the opener for the for the show. So um, I get to get it over and done with um, and then come back and watch the boys fight and do their thing. And we're going over there or we're going to – we're coming here to complete the mission and get those four wins. So um, once I get my fight done – uh, the, the mission's not complete until we, all four of us have done. So I go get my fight done, do what I need to do, and then the boys will get theirs done. And then we all celebrate together. Uh, That's you're how on I see a, it. You're on a roll right now. Uh, Contender Series went well. The first fight in the UFC did not. What did it you, went well. Okay. It taught me. It taught me a lot. Okay, so th- that was the question. What did, what did you learn from that? I learned a lot. I, th- I think, I mean, because I've been so used to um, to knocking people out, getting the finish pretty easily. And then... Um, it taught me how to be more patient. It mm. taught me um, that I am not invincible. It taught me <laughs> taught me that, uh, that there's so much more um, behind the scenes that it taught me. Um, so I started to learn a bit more, study a bit more, learn a bit more about the MMA, watch more fights, understand a bit more. So um, yeah, I think uh, it, it was more of a blessing than, a, than anything else. So you say that now with, with time uh, between you and the fight sitting here, Initially, though, how did you handle the loss? Initially, I think it took. It didn't take me too long to, 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 um, to, I guess, um, accept it, okay. accept the loss. It didn't take me too long at all. I this was during during the COVID as well, mm. and we had two weeks inside the. Um, Oh geez! Inside what in, a, in the hotel oh, in my queue, so I had two weeks. You had to sit there. Well, two weeks to reflect. Yeah. Two weeks to reflect time, on no? what was more important. Right. Um, the loss or, or life or this right. and that. I had a lot of time to myself. So I think that was, I enjoyed, I really did enjoy those um, those times of um, the MIQ. The, those Were you by yourself? 
Well, no, there was there was uh, no, we had the whole team. We had okay. quite a bit of the team with us as well at the time. Uh, who do we have at that time? This was with myself, Izzy. Uh, we had Kai as well, um, and yeah, I had I had um, Andre, who was uh, my room um, partner. So we had we had to share the rooms, and it was nice. It was nice to have Andre with me. It was it was quite um, it was quite good. It was gave me a lot of boost throughout the time of the loss. But um, yeah, I took it on really well. I think it's, it gave me a lot. I think on that very first week, I was like, okay, I took that loss. Then I picked myself up really quickly and I said, let's move on. Let's let's start to watch more. Let's start to learn a bit more because uh, I'm still in this. You know what I mean? It's not over till it's over. So, yeah. How would you describe, you know, the big fight for Izzy here? Uh, you know, he's kind of, uh, I guess, the face of the team as far as the fighters are concerned. Eugene, obviously the leader. How would you describe, you know, the the aura, the vibe right now around him because there's some history here, right? Your yeah. fight, you're just fighting a guy from Romania, basically. Sure. There's no history there. He's sure. got some serious history. How yeah. would you describe him? I think he's peaking really well and a very good time. I think he's doing awesome. And I think um, the the fans of the UFC are in for a big show. It's it's. I think it's, from what I see, it's it's massive. Really? He's on a, he's on a very good, um, uh, yeah, he's peaking, man. He's at his very, very high at the moment. Uh, would you say the same for everyone? Like, do you feel like together, I saw the picture of you guys together, the four of you, you all look freaking jacked and in tremendous shape. Just doing all of this together, would you say like rising tide lifts all boats? Does 100%. It feel like that yep. sort of thing? We all feed off each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, as one's peaking, we all kind of just feed off that energy. And um, and the team too. The team, can't forget the guys that we come with. Right. We brought along a lot of the guys from New Zealand and um, everyone's kind of lifting each other up. Um, our coaching as well. Everyone's lifting each other back home as well. A lot of the guys, they, they have um, a lot of confidence in us. So I think we're uh, the mission that we're set to do is, um, is close, man. And uh, we're fucking ready. Oh, wow. That's a promo right there, That's Carlos. I like that. Insane. No more talking enough. No you guys talking. didn't even do a lot of talking going into this fight, to we be don't, honest. Nah. Not a lot of media. Nah. Just keeping it in-house. Mm-hmm. Eugene put his foot down. Yep. We're not here for the got feelings. Got ass kicked a bit. Yeah, got your ass kicked. Yeah. We don't care about your feelings. We're not no. your friends. No. Go out you. there and perform. That's it. You ain't shit. He said yeah, it. You're just, he said you're... He, he said, said every, we're not shit. Well, no, actually, he said worse. He said you guys are all just another piece of shit. <laughs> Something like that. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. No, he did say that. Did he not say that, guys? He said everyone's... I said, because, you know, Izzy's the man. Yeah. I, he's just so brutally honest. Yeah, we need to hear that because a lot of... You know, outside of the gym, um, we get praised a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean, so we need to be you. balanced. Right. I think it's it's good to have that balance um, inside inside the you know behind the cameras. You know, with all that all the camera shit gone out of the way, we do need to hear that within. It's nice. A little humbling. Um, but how you heard about that? I don't know. How did I? He, he was just sitting here. Yeah, thirty but minutes ago. You you would have asked the question, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he wouldn't have. That's a good, you know you know why why I heard about that? How did you hear about that, man? I'll tell you, it's very easy. Uh, I I do my research. You guys did no media leading up to this fight, except yeah. you spoke to one person. Yeah, you spoke to this gentleman in New Zealand Combat TV, and I watched all those interviews. You went that deep? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Tony, eh? Legend. I Legend. like this guy. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, he yeah. Did my very first. Um, you did two interview. interviews with him leading up to this fight. I watched both of them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I did my very first interview for my very first fight. And then a few more um, leading up to you know to my career. So um, he's been there for a long time. Plus, he would have 
done a lot of interviews back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been there. For I love it. Yeah, he posted something of Izzy training seven years ago in yeah. this small, small gym. So yeah, you you were saying you you, you what? I watched it and and I heard. Uh, Coach Eugene say, uh, you guys were getting okay. complacent. Right. I was like, oh God, now so I can't you, wait. You really do your research. You've got a lot of time. Bro. What do you think? Bro? How do you find your time when you're so busy? I got That's three kids. Man. You do, eh? Yeah. See, I know. I don't have, but you know what I do? Mm. How many kids you have? I've got two kids. You have two kids. How old? One is 12, turning okay. 13. Oh, wow. He's going into college. Oh, it's going into um, high school. Yeah. And one is four months Four months. Four months, man. Wow. Yeah, blessings. You uh, you rewound the tape, as uh -huh. I like to say. Like you yeah. were out of the woods, and you went all the way back to diapers. <laughs> That's it. God bless. Yeah. Uh, four month old, doing okay. Yeah, he's all doing good. awesome. All right, sleeping, yeah. sort of. Yeah, different to my first one. My yeah. first one was uh, he was easy as man. Uh, the second one is a bit more trouble, but um, especially during a camp, it's like ah shit, no, got to have my own room. But um, yeah, he's he's, he's a blessing too, and um, yeah, you know. So to answer your question, when I have big opportunities like this to speak to people like you, Eugene, Dan, Brad, Izzy, uh, I try to find the obscure stuff, the stuff that not everyone is watching. And then if I, like this morning, I went on a run, I just listen to them all. Mm. Or if I drive into the studio, I live an hour away, I just listen to it all. So I immerse myself in it. And then I feel like, yeah, I don't write any questions, but it's all just Wonderful. in here. Wonderful. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, nice. Out of respect, you guys are coming in. I should, you know, nothing drives me crazier than someone sits here and like, so tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just reads off the, no, yeah. this is horrible. Take note. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's annoying, right? Because I, <laughs> I even feel like you guys get turned off. Yes. Like, yes, I don't say you specifically, the athlete or the- It feels like more of an interrogation yes, than, what is than anything, right? So tell me, today you, no, who wants, yeah. you going out with a mate to have coffee, you don't bring a sheet of- This is why you're the best, man. Well, I don't think I'm reinventing the wheel. It's just like personal connection, yeah, right? I love it, yeah. So that's what we do. Um, lovely to meet you. I wish you, you know, the best. You know, all this time I thought yeah. that that was actually real, the whole- Back of the scenes, um, because I've watched. What do you your, mean? It is I've real, seen, Carlos. Yeah, what are you right. talking no, about? No, what am I talking about? No, yeah, I'm talking about yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Well, you know, but the dead giveaway. Nice, man. I, I like appreciate what you've it. Got here. Yeah, if you have anything that you want us to put in here, or take out. I don't know about take out. It's not really like, uh, you know, uh, but we should. We <laughs> no, nah, I did. I really did have something for you, but I left it in the damn car. We were well, rushed to get out to get the yeah. parking, and then. Um, yeah, but I made uh, a mistake time. with this because there's a car here, and if you look like oh, if you're watching, like why was the where car I parked right there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the car just never moves. But we've got some great stuff here. You know, some people have made the wall because uh, yeah. they had to earn it. Yeah, like uh, Virna over there walked out to Island Boy, so she was immortalized. Who? who sorry, uh, Virna Janjiroba over there on the uh, right. The right. She. I said, if anyone wants to walk out to this specific song, mm. I will immortalize you if you do wow. so. And she did. Uh, Old Jessica Rose Clark over here walked yeah. out to Sexy Boy, and so she got immortalized. Oh, awesome. So if you'd like to do anything to get in our good graces, okay. we'll immortalize so you So what as do well. I need to do then? Tell me. You know what? I have to think here. Um, what shall I walk out to? Give me a... This is ladies' night, and I feel all right. I mean, have you ever walked out to that? I've always... I've thought about it. I've thought about it, but this is... I have actually, in one of my fights in King of the Ring back in New Zealand, I, I have... Yeah. Would you do it? I don't know. We'll have to. I if you do I it, I promise you. Errol. Why can't you promise? Well, I'll just, I'll just. Because sort it out you know, there. I'm, I'm not a man of making promises and not delivering. So I'll, I'll make sure. I, I'll just know? start out there. If you do it, mm -hmm. you will be a more. You will where, be where, where will um, I amongst be the gods. Pick your spot. <laughs> Pick your spot. Right here. Among, well, I don't know what. You want your face right there? I'll put your face there. 
if that's what you I don't want. Know where, okay, let's amongst look. the gods, we also have some Ricky real estate over here. Right, let me look, over, look, look at look at Casey O'Neill over there. She's yeah, over there. She see. got put because she showed up to the Who, media day. Who's this over here? That's is Casey this Rose? No, is this Casey? I thought so. Yeah, you know why? She showed up to the media day, the UFC media day, wearing my T-shirt. Ah, oh, nice. Okay, then. So, okay, ladies. Modelization. Modernization. I love that. Deal, brother. Think about it. Let yeah? me think about it. All right, yeah. all right. You think awesome. about it. Appreciate Thank you. it. Appreciate Great you, bro. Meet you. Oh, man. And good luck on Saturday. Thank Can't you. Can't wait. There oh, he man. is, Carlos Alberg. What a legend. So, Virna gave me this as a thank you. She made this. This is handmade. Yeah, wow. What did you bring me? You brought me something that's still in the car. Give you a nice, I'll give you a hug, brother. Thank you. Awesome. You know what I mean? What a legend. Give you a hug. What Cheers, a legend. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Hey, All right, we say goodbye to Carlos. Much we love, say bro. hello to Brad Riddell. Much love, my friend. Good luck and uh, great to meet you. Hello, Brad. Hey, how, are how are you? Pleasure. Yeah, you so see? much. Have a no, seat. Man, you got some big, strong hands. Man, I'll walk out to that song if you put me up. Ladies here for Night. Sure. Listen. Give me a song. I'll walk. It, I, I'm not a Ladies Night, to be honest. So, like, we had we had very different uh, careers. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't blessed with the same genetics. You didn't do those uh, parties. Did you ever attend them? Uh, do I look like that? Well, no, but like just yeah. as to see him in action. No, 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 no. I don't think I actually knew him. Oh, okay. He started there. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, I must say. Yeah, but it seems like he's spoken for. He has a four-month-old. You have a one-year-old, correct? She is one and a half now. One and a half. Yeah. First one. First one, only one. You're done. Yeah, one and done. Why? One's good. One. Yeah. You outnumber them, right? There's two of you. So like but you could do like tired, a, zone, a man to man, you know? I like, like traveling too, though. You like traveling. It gets harder to travel with too. Okay. Uh, do you like fatherhood though? Yeah, it's cool. It may be a chance you love it so much. You're like, hmm. Yeah. I want a, I want a sibling. Mm, no? Nah. Okay. Uh, I do love it a lot though. Yeah, of course. I saw you. You had a beautiful post. I love uh, you posted something on your Instagram, and I want to ask you specifically about your Instagram. Of course, you're fighting Hinato Moicano uh, this weekend, MSG. Big fight for you, for him. It's a great fight on the card. Um, I believe it was your birthday, and on your birthday, correct me if I'm wrong, you honored your, your wife. Right. Yeah, which I, th- I did. Which is something, I was in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that you don't see people do. Mm. Yeah, I just... Um... It was a beautiful gesture, I thought. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she does a lot for me um, and has done a lot for me. So, yeah, I thought, why not? I actually, I nearly missed that birthday. I was like living every day in Thailand, just like living each day and really enjoying it. And then it got to the end of the month and Marissa was like, happy birthday. And I was like, oh, shit. Didn't, I completely forgot it was September. So when your family or when you go to Thailand, your family doesn't come with you? Yeah, yeah, I took them. Yeah, oh, okay. I took my, my wife and my daughter there. But you just kind of forgot because you were so... Yeah, I was just into it. I was into it every day. I was like catching up with old old friends and training at their new gym at Bang Tao and uh, just got uh, lost track of time. So how cool. do you divide it up? Because I think for like the last couple of weeks of camp, you go back to CKB, but the majority is in Thailand? No, 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 no. So all my camps in the UFC and... Uh, if, fair few of them before the UFC have always been at City Kickboxing and okay. um, I went over to Thailand just after that last fight uh, you know just to like shake off some thoughts and uh, um, see the boys new gym so a bunch of guys that I, I grew up there with they opened a gym in an area over there so I went to go and see it uh, with my family and then I was just really enjoying the training there at the at the beginning and um, then it was like they've just opened the gym. So there wasn't like heaps of uh, high-level people to train with quite then, but then they just rolled in towards the end of my trip. And then we had this thing happen with our flight where they were like, oh, your, your flight's been mucked up so you can have a free date change if you want. 
Yeah. So we were like, oh, well, we'll just bump it another four weeks. So we stayed another four weeks. I got some good training and with some like just some different people that I knew nothing about. So it kept me on edge. And then I just came home and uh, finished off the camp. So how long were you actually in New Zealand for? I, I was there like four weeks of training. Okay. I think about right. four weeks of training. Mm. And I have to ask, uh, you posted something about this um, vegetarian... What was it? Vegetarian yeah, what festival. is going on over here? We have and some photos from courtesy yeah. of your Instagram. These people are putting in Phuket. Here's the video that you posted. Yeah. What, what is going on with these people? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's like um, based around a ch- ch- uh, Chinese religion. Okay, if I'm not wrong. Like Taoism or Taoism, sometimes D, sometimes a T, and. Um, I don't know. I'm saying this live, and I don't want to be like disrespectful. No, no, no. I want to be ridiculed by people that know what's going on. But I'm pretty sure back in the day, a long time ago, um, there was like a lot of people got sick or something, and they like prayed to the gods, and then they got better. But maybe they ate some bad meat or something because they stay they stopped eating meat for a while while they're doing this, and so they got better. Uh, And so they're like, oh, so now the vegetarian festival started. And I'm not sure like where the self harm comes from, but I've never been in the temple like that. So I've been to the festival heaps when I used to live there. And uh, usually you stand on the street and everyone walks past with all the stuff through them already. And you're like, oh shit. But like, you didn't see it happen. But we had a friend, uh, one of the office managers from my friend's gym was doing it. She was putting the spears through her face. So we woke up at 5 a.m. I made a vlog about it. Check it out on my YouTube channel. Respect. What's yeah, it called? Quake Combat. All right. And I uh, made a vlog about it, and we we went there at 5 a.m. to the temple in the morning, and where they get it all done before they start doing the walk, and they walk like 9,999 meters with the stuff through their face. Oh and there's gosh. like ones from like tiny little spears to like dudes that put swords through their faces, like to that one that, yeah. that guy put like stakes through his face. It's like, it's a crazy thing to witness, man, like, Yes. They get into like a trance and they run up these stairs, go into this temple and like pray to some like statues of some gods, come out, whip this rope a few times, come down these other stairs, then bang, bang. They don't it's even flinch, The whole flinch, clothes. Man. The clothes, or those big ones, Jeez. there's definitely going to be a scar. Yeah. But like the small ones, uh, the, the lady Anne that did it, she had done it before and she had no scars. It just seems incredibly yeah. you, you haven't partaked in this, right? No way. Okay, okay. Why, man? I wasn't sure. I'm struggling already with looks. Man. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to stick this stuff through my face. Come on. I mean, you're a tough guy. I, I, I love, uh, you know, you, you posted something else on your Instagram, and I think you just alluded to it about, you know, after the last fight, you need to go there to kind of mm. reset. And uh, we, we actually have the... The quote that you posted about just like the dark thoughts that a fighter goes through or at least has to yeah. kind of, um, you know digest and bask and here's the quote here as a fighter it's natural to have dark thoughts sometimes suppressing or ignoring them isn't the solution as uncomfortable as it is you must face and address them if you don't then at some point you will be forced to Mm. this was uh just a few weeks ago end of september 2022 what prompted you to write this because like uh, i haven't lost too often in my career all right i've had a lot of fights and so it's not something i've had to face really um regularly so you know usually when i lost i would just in kickboxing you'd back up a fight quickly hmm. and bang a few together get a few wins together phew, thoughts gone this was the first time in my life i've lost twice in a row and two stoppages so it was like there was a lot of like 
<laughs> stuff are going on in my head, right? And uh, um, the first song with Rafa, that was different, like, because um, we were having a banger fight, made a mistake, and I paid for it, right, against a very dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. And then, but this one, like, I just got rolled through at the start, right? I got caught with like a, a sweet body shot by Jalen that came straight under and it just shut my whole body down. And I had two choices, right? It was either lie down and on the ground and get stopped or try survive. So I shot in, got choked, got stopped anyway. But um, yeah, it wasn't like a good feeling, man. And uh, I just wanted to separate my mind from, yeah, at that time I was just, in New Zealand I felt like, it's funny, you know, you lose, you feel like everyone's like staring at you and, mm. and they're judging you and like I'd go, New Zealand's not a big place so a lot of people recognise like UFC fighters and no one ever like critiques you or says anything bad, that's always support but um, you'd go somewhere like supermarket or something and someone would be like, so okay, head up and it would like come back in and it would come back in. You'd always like hear something every day about it so it was sort of like haunting me a little bit so I, I left um, uh, with my family just to go to Thailand and you know, my, my partner's half Thai and my daughter's obviously part Thai as well. So we, uh, I was just like, oh, we'll just clear this later. But, and it worked. Did it work? It worked. Did you feel like uh, you need to build your confidence back up? No, nah, I'm very confident in my, in my skill set. Um, I feel like my skill set is very, very good um, everywhere. It was just, um, yeah, I just, I just needed a reset. So I went and did it. And do you carry any of that into this fight? Do you carry any of the feelings? Like you obviously don't want to experience loss. Yeah. It's a part of the fight game. But do you feel like that can only go away once this fight happens and you're hopefully victorious? How do you <clears throat> separate the two? Or are those completely out of your system? No, I don't feel like a win is going to like, like we'll just fix everything. I feel like I understand that this like sport is this is just the way it is like you win and you lose it's a very very hard job and it's whoever turns up on the night last one I didn't turn up on the night uh, I turned up physically I just didn't turn up mentally and so I'm just eager to perform I don't feel like I've ever performed between like like above 90% of my ability in my career like I just don't feel like I have and so I'm just eager to, to do that and uh, that's my that's my drive for this one. Why do you say you didn't turn up mentally? Um, it's just, yeah, I just wasn't like as hyped and as like focused as, as I have been in the past. It was nothing to do with training and stuff like that. It was just, um, I don't know, I just felt a, a little bit different. Like, not too sure why. Not too sure why, yeah. Was it the darn apex? The what? The apex. Nah, I don't know. I, I, I liked the apex. Come on. What do you like about the apex? It's a freaking empty warehouse. No, like doing it once is, I think, yeah, was a once. good experience. Like, you, I only did it once. It's crap. Yeah, but it's like very, a very, like, you you feel like you're alone in there, like you're, you're yeah. facing, like it's a unique experience. I feel like. But you prefer, I mean, MSG. You're, Undoubtedly, okay. like of course I want to be there. I'd pick that over the Apex any day. Right. But uh, yeah, they, I th- felt like the Apex was a good experience to have. It served its purpose, obviously. Man, you during, zone in like, right. heavy there. There's no, a, yeah. you don't hear anything, right? You hear everything. That's oh. the thing. You, <laughs> you okay. hear everything. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. it's like in, in the crowd that people don't really hear too much. Right. But man, you hear that impact in there. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, with all due respect, like you, you fought two killers there. Like, I don't know. Those are two of the toughest guys in the division. I think I fought a killer every single time. They really honest. do put you in there again. Even, even Moicano, I know he's coming off the losses, short notice, four days notice. Yeah, yeah. They really do put you in there. They don't give you any, like, yeah, but give me like, fights. I mean, a lightweight division doesn't really have an easy yeah, fight, does it? It doesn't have an easy fight, but also, like, in, uh, do you want to, like, look back on your record and be like, no, that was an easy one. That guy was, I, I took an easy one because I had a loss or I knew I was better than that guy before I got, like, you know, like, I want to look back and be like, yeah, I t took on everybody that was hard, that was offered to me. Like, I don't want to have any regrets, man. When I look back, like, I want to have to, I want to afford everybody that was offered to me. So are you happy with where your career is at right now? Obviously, you didn't want the last two fights to mm. go that way, but no regrets. I've no regrets, no. I've no regrets. I've had a very long career. Yeah. And, um, I don't have any regrets so far. How much longer do you want to do this for? Um, like a, a good while. Yeah, <laughs> a good while. Like I don't foresee myself stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Do you feel like your body is I feel, up? Yeah, I feel better now than I did a couple of years ago, that's for sure. Maybe because less fights, right? We used to, I used to fight quite regularly. Hmm. Like when we were kickboxing, like me and Izzy and even Carlos, right, we had a lot more regular fights. So um, it was a little bit more taxing, but um, now it's like a, a bit more time to, in between, right, to recover. And, you know, like at th 30, 31 years old, I, I feel good, man. I feel strong. You also posted recently some lessons that uh, you were kind of imparting, I think, on mm. other fighters about things that you've learned along the way. I mean, you are 30, but it, you obviously have a lot of wisdom when it comes to the fight game. Why did you feel the need to do this? I was just thinking uh, when I was in, in Phuket, I was think, I was just like sitting there with a, with my um, partner thinking about stuff that I'd literally learned along the way. Like we're thinking about doing some content and she was like, well, what have you, what would you tell the younger fighters? And I was like, oh, that's a good one. So I uh, thought about some things that, I'd, I'd learned and yeah, I was like, oh, I'll share these and people seem to really like it. And it's like, it's always good if you can avoid a mistake, right? Like some people are like, oh, you should, it's part of learning to make the mistake. And I'm like, yeah, but if you can avoid it, then like you avoid getting set back for a bit, right? You can just keep going up. So what do you wish someone told, you know, the 21 year old version of you? Um, <laughs> train everything earlier. I think that's my biggest, uh, if I had a regret, regret about martial arts is I was um, too focused on being a purist at the start. I was like Muay Thai, like diehard. Like that was my, I didn't even like fighting kickboxing in the beginning. If they were, they were like, it's kickboxing. I was like, oh, that's, that's shit. It's like no elbows, no clinching. I'm like, that's not, that's not part of it. And then I ended up, I ended up obviously in kickboxing a lot more. And, um, but now I look back, I wish I was like, I mean, that's such a narrow channel of training is just training for Muay Thai, right? You can do pretty much the same stuff every day, right? You hit pads, you hit the bag, do some clinching, but if you just chucked in like every second day, an hour of something else, Taekwondo, God, I wish I learned Taekwondo, Taekwondo, mm. some boxing, and maybe like every second day, a different martial arts, some jujitsu, some wrestling, I mean, that'll accumulate over the years, especially if you're starting, well, I started at 15. If I did five years of that, like three or four hours every week, man, that would have added up a lot. And by the time I got to 20 or 22 or three, when I did my first MMA fight, I would have had a lot more knowledge than I did then.
One thing that I thought was really interesting was uh, you said um, to invest in your body, to invest in your health, as opposed mm. to investing in material things. Yeah. Uh, cars, phones, yeah. jewelries. <laughs> Did you do that? Not, not too much. Uh, I've seen people do it and, and it's like puzzled me a bit. I did. I definitely bought like a dumb shit that I shouldn't have bought. Like when I like, you know, I like would have bought new shoes and I barely had the money and I could have probably like yeah. bought some better groceries that week right. or some shit. Like, but, um, yeah, I, I was not too bad at that, but like, mind you, I didn't have a lot of money. Like if maybe if I had a lot more money, it could have been very different. Right. Maybe I'd be saying that with a lot more emphasis, but, uh. Do you lucky, feel like lucky that, I was a broke-ass fighter at the start. Right. So yeah. Now that you have a, a child, though, do you feel like you're a lot more... Yeah, now I don't spend anything. You don't on, spend like, anything. Me, me and my partner like don't spend anything on ourselves, really. Like Most of it's for her. Like I've got a mean van that I spend money on that we camp in, but that's about it. It's mo- most of it's like aiming towards travel and, and things like that. Is it like one like this? Nah, that's way cooler, man. Uh, <laughs> is it a VW? Nah, to be honest... If the VW was full drive and had a turbo, I'd be all in for it. But this is my dream car. Yeah, they're pretty sick. I yeah, want. I see these. a couple going around New Zealand sometimes. Oh, they're legendary, and I'm like secretly jealous. But to be honest, it's not going to get me up any beach, so it's kind of useless. It's not. Me. Nah, man, you're getting some soft sand. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be pushing. Really? Yeah. So what do you have? I got a Toyota Hiace. It's a bit know. jacked up, four wheel drive. It's good. How old is it? Man, it'll be 24 oh, years okay. old. And I was 98. I want like a, a 1976 version of this. Like yeah. I want the one with the curtains. I want it yellow, orange, some weird color. Yeah. And I just want to drive around. Yeah, you guys got good roads for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not Ours driving a little more. Beach. Can we get a little more rough? And, and right? you guys camp? Yeah, sleep in the van. It's good. You sleep in the van? Yeah. Wow. Is it spacious? Spacious enough. Like a one-year-old is only this big, right? This is so. why you only want one kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. multiple in the van. Yeah, yeah. I can get a tent for them. Sorry. Um, so, uh, we were talking to coach Eugene. I don't know if you were listening to the conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, listen to uh, about oh, it, yeah. Incredible. Uh, I wish I had two hours with him. <laughs> C- could you tell me about this day where he drew a line in the sand and, uh, told you all that you were being complacent and that, you know, he yeah. wasn't going to stand for it anymore. How intense was this? I mean, I felt the intensity with him just, you know, telling me about it. Mm, I knew something was coming. Like he'd been grumpy for a few days. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think. I, I sort of walked into this, right? So I came back from Thailand. Uh, I'm not too sure like what was happening before it. I came back on a Friday or something and I came into the sparring on Saturday. And usually we spar like eight fives, something like that, right? But it was like, we got up to like 12. Wow. 12 rounds. And I sort of, I looked up at the clock and the clock wasn't going. I was like, because one of the rounds I was wrestling my mate. I was like, man, this is a really long round. And then I look at the clock, the clock's not going. And then I sort of look over at him and he's like, it's, I've got the timer, it'll stop when I stop. I was like, oh, okay. So, And so that was really long. And I was like, oh, maybe he's just, um, maybe he thinks I was being lazy in Phuket or something and seeing if I was fit, I wasn't too sure. But obviously there was like some ulterior motive with um, them believing that the boys needed to, to step up a bit more. So yeah, next day the spider circuit, was harder he was like pausing the timer and stuff oh wow in the middle of it and then Damn. yeah monday was again heavy sparring and then tuesday was the sit down okay yeah and what was the sit down like oh yeah it was like it was intense man like it was like uh, I, I knew something was coming but it was like unexpected that it was like that intense but 
I always feel like when I go and train, I give it like my all. Like so, yeah. I was um, I didn't take it too much to to heart. Like I I feel personally that I I put a lot of effort into uh, my training because I know what's on the line and like I like I'm I'm providing for people. So like when I work, I work. Did you feel like this was something that was uh, needed for the team? Like you guys have become such big names in your country that sometimes you can you can rest on that. I know you say you, you, you work hard, you're providing for people, but this is a byproduct of success, right? So did you feel like you guys all needed that kind of old school kick in the butt? I think it's um I think it's required sometimes. Um I think it's we have like a very as everyone knows, it's a very like family team oriented environment there. And there's like, you know, there's the younger fighters that come into that and maybe you can get uh, the, the wrong idea about the, and get a bit complacent about things. Maybe because of the relationship that we've had with Eugene and the other coaches, because, you know, for like Israel and Blood Diamond and me and Carlos, it's, it's, we've been with them a very long time. So mm-hmm. now we have, we have a very different relationship to some of the newer fighters that have come in. And, um, Maybe he felt that they were like taking it to well, everyone. I guess was starting to get like a bit more relaxed and thinking that this was. In, in the day, it's it's like it's a high risk, high reward job. You know this, so maybe it was um, what was required was to like make everybody realize that he's a coach, right? First and foremost, and yeah, his job is to to, to get us to win. And everybody's on the same playing field, whether you're Israel, whether you're an amateur, everyone mm. sits on an even kill. When you when you stop fighting, do you want to be a full time coach? Um I haven't thought too much into it, right? I um I really enjoy coaching now, but that's because I can divide things up in my life, right? But I can f- have like family days I can have a day of coaching I can have a day of training or, or whatever I can chop my day up if I need to so it's like it's not just train sleep train or I can distract myself and I enjoy different, doing different things but I like I watch Eugene I've watched Eugene from when we were very early in the sport flying around to random our cities in China fighting people when it and to, to now, when he to, to him traveling a bit with us, to him traveling with a lot of fighters, to him traveling all the time now, and then and now he trains like a lot of people at once, right? It's like, and he's had to take on a lot of different hats of like, you know, coach, maybe father figure for this person that's having problems, a life advisor there, and like, I don't know if I would want to be in that position mm. eventually, right? Um, but I feel like. I would be similar to him in, in the aspect that I would, I wouldn't turn people. I would do that for them, but then you just get consumed by it, right? Because he's he's got a big heart, right? He mm. does all this for people. He just can't say no, um, and I know I couldn't say no, so I'd, I'd maybe try avoid. I don't know if I'd want to end up there, you know. Big responsibility, man. Oh my god! And he's got yeah. his own family too, you know? right? Um, Alex Volkanovsky always speaks about you very highly about what you've done <laughs> for him with him. You weren't in Abu Dhabi though, right? 
Nah, it wasn't Abu Dhabi. This guy's crazy, Alex he, Volkanovsky. Pound for pound, number one in most people's eyes. He's going to make weight for a back to be a backup fighter for a touch. No one does this. He's just yeah. a different kind of level of like the 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 lack of ego that this man possesses, right? Considering everything he's accomplished. And now I feel like they're gonna screw him, Brad. Why? Like they're not gonna give him the Islam fight. Nah. I'm getting worried about these tweets that I'm seeing and all this I stuff. I don't really go on Twitter all the time. Well, he said, hey, you know, he wrote to Islam, are you a man of your word? And oh, okay, okay. Yair wrote to him, are you a man of your word? And Islam's <laughs> a, it's like a lot of words being thrown. But I, I don't know. He's got to get the fight. He, he went I all the way. He, I assume he would. Like, you think he will? I I, I would think Islam would want to save face, right? Want to keep face and, he was and in take the, thing, the fight, shook right? shook his hand, right? Yeah. I know Volk would do it. Like, he's a gamer. He's just a comp- competitor since day one, like. He's got like um, he's got a, he's just a very like complete fighter, right? He gets he's not too aggressive. He's like competitively aggressive. Yeah. He's like calculated, smart, and uh, yeah, it's I, I think it's a very um, hard fight for Islam. A lot of people, you know, a lot of casuals are thinking that Islam's going to roll through him because he holds people down. But I don't know if you've ever tried holding down a really strong, short guy like that. Like, right. It's difficult, man. You like this idea? Of him going up to 55? Yeah, I think it's great. I think everyone's goal in the sport is to be unique and be, be remembered, right? And I think this is, he's obviously already there with being the pound for pound best and just that last fight with Max, he just washed through him. And then why not Why not level up again? Why not do something even greater? Uh, you guys are on a roll. It's a lot of fun to watch you guys. And uh, I love that they put you in this spot. You're the last fight on the prelims, right? Right. You're the prelim headliner as they say yeah uh, Moicano's a tough guy very yeah I've watched I watched all his fights and uh yeah when I lose he always like um leaves it all in there so it's gonna be good and both of you guys you know you want to get back on track right he took that big gamble um you know tough spot for him on four days and I don't really think you could chalk much up to that performance right nah maybe just a cup maybe just like the first couple rounds yeah yeah um there's like there's always I'm sure he's always training, right? He he looked like he'd been training, um, but like later on in the fight, of course, it's going to come down to like fitness, right? Um, but I just judge him by his like best performances. So it's the best thing to do is like prepare for somebody, prepare for the best of somebody, right? So yeah. And we started off talking about your Instagram. I also want to ask you before we uh, we said goodbye about uh, your father. Um, you posted something um, honoring your father. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, he got um, we had like some earthquakes in Christchurch a long time ago which is part why your nickname is Quake it right? is yep and um, so my dad's like I guess you guys call him like first responders like emergency service he's a fireman he's been a fireman for man like th- over 35 years maybe still still one still yeah, yeah he's this his last four or five months or something and then he's like all done so he's actually over here no he's, way. He's wandering around the city right now with my mom somewhere. I'm wow. Doing, yeah. They made the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They haven't traveled in a while. So they, MSG, they were pretty excited for that. And uh, so they came over. But uh, yeah, he, um, he got this like, uh, we didn't know anything about it, right? He was just gone for like, uh, we didn't see him for like a fair few days because he was working nonstop because I was trying to pull people out of rubble and whatnot. And um, I didn't, I didn't even see that award for years. It was like in a drawer. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And uh, um, either my mom showed me it or I bumped into it looking for some stuff in their house. And I was like, shit. And then it turns out that um, it is like very, very rarely ever been handed out. And it was like, 
I mean, I can't remember what it said exactly on the thing, but it was um, awarded because of disregarding the safety of their own life and wow. rescuing or attempting to rescue another human. And now I think about that and I'm like, man, that's some crazy shit because obviously if you have a family member that was dying or something like that, you you know, most people you like to think would try and save like your kid, right? You'd give yeah. your life. But I think about those people that do this sort of stuff and like they don't know who they're saving. They don't, there's no judgment. That could be a murderer, killer, yeah. rapist, anything. But they're just like, I'll, I'll risk my life to save that person. You could be saving a dude that just got out of jail on an right. ankle bracelet that's done some horrific shit. But, and then this, you know, noble person is going down there. So I just think it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I look at my dad, I'm like, oof. Hero. Mental, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I wonder, how long has he been here? Like, on this trip, yeah. Oh, he's been here like two days. Two yeah. days. I, I mean, uh, I think it would be uh, apropos for him to go to the World Trade Center. A lot of heroes just like him. I'm sure he's, their uh, lives. yeah, we, we just drove past that. And then, uh, obviously, we see, we saw it back home, but like, I've never been to New York. Obviously, it's a very condensed city. And then there, was those, there were those two enormous towers right there. And there was all these people around. I thought about it. I was like, holy shit. Like that, it like kind of give you a bit more awareness about the gravity of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure he's definitely there having a look. Yeah. This is your first time in New York? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. It's funny. actually my first time in Manhattan today to come to see your show. So really? To be on your show, yeah. You'll never forget it. Nah, it's cool. And then you're yeah. fighting at MSG. Yeah. World's most famous arena. First time it's in a New big York. freaking deal. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's an honor for us. Thank you so much for coming I in. It. I Thank really you. appreciate yeah. it. Good luck to you on Saturday. I can't Thank wait you. for this fight. And uh, I wish you and the whole team the best Thank of you. luck as well. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'll Great see you see again. You. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Sweet. Anytime. There he is, Brad Riddell. What a legend. Big fight for him on uh, Saturday against Hinato Moicano. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Still waiting on uh, the rest of the guys, no problem. GC hit me up with the... Uh... <laughs> Do you think there's a better chance of me seeing you if you write in all those caps? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I should have put the uh that's the theory the IFB in. I can't hear myself. Uh. Hello, hello. <laughs> All caps. What do you think? You think there's a better chance of it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my theory, you know. I mean, I'm locked in. 
Seems a little more urgent. I just put it in there as as oh. Brad was exiting the room. Okay, well, I'm I'm trying to stick to a a time. Uh, Frank told me that he was going to you know talk on the loudspeaker if they were late, but I didn't get that. Yeah, I think he skipped that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He didn't say that. That's on me. Um, are they here? They're here. They're in the building. Oh, okay. So we're good. Dan is Dan is making his way over. I mean, Frank is ready to go. He's he's lined up at the starting line like a. What a great day so far, huh? I mean, just legendary chats. Still kind of have chills a little bit from Coach Eugene. Like that Fantastic is an intense guy. Stuff. I mean, I feel like he gave me. And by the way, still to come, Dan Hooker and Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion of the world, the man who will be defending his title um, on Saturday at Madison Square Garden. Didn't realize, I suspect for Carlos and for, well, Brad just told me, first time in New York, first time in New York is to be on this show. That's pretty incredible because they're staying just outside of New York. Um, So that's a huge deal. But I suspect that Eugene gave us, what, 5% of how intense that conversation was yeah feels like i love i love a good coach i love i love a coach that just you you just you see them around him you see the respect that they have for him you see their 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 body language you see him in action you see some clips we don't get to see most of it and it's just amazing it's really incredible to see the uh just the 100% respect that they have for him and, and the way that he commands that respect and the way that he deals with them. It's really a beautiful thing. I love that sort of thing. I was a coach once in my life. Um, I was actually a coach uh, of seventh grade um, basketball kids, uh, high school kids. Did you command the same respect as... Uh, I'd like to think yeah. so. I'd like to think so. I can see it. Yeah, I can certainly see it. You know, we did uh, seven o'clock practices, 7 a.m. practices, suicides. I was a big suicide guy, big uh, squat, you know, like on the wall and put the yeah, hands wall up. Sits. Wall Sounds sits. like you were just as methodical with your coaching techniques as, as Behrman was. Never said that, you know, we're all, you know, pieces of shit like he did. But um, actually, you know, uh, one of my lasting memories of my time as a head coach just one season and it was my decision by the way to uh to call it a day um i i like how much he reiterated the the, the piece of shit thing. <laughs> i thought that was pretty great uh just one season um one time we were at a game and i had a whiteboard and uh, I picked up the whiteboard after, uh, you know, I, I think it was before timeout, after time, something. And someone, I still don't know, till this day, someone uh, drew a swastika on my whiteboard. Oh. That wasn't very fun. Oh, I thought you were going to say you, oh, you thought broke it, was it over your knee or something. No, no, no. I picked it up. I was like, oh, that's nice. Oh. Uh, it was a Jewish school that I was uh, coached for. So that was a bit of a bummer. But uh, great, you know, I have great admiration, great respect for coaches. And that's why I have such great respect for Eugene. Um, in a bit, we're going to be talking to. <clears throat> let me just. Uh, to Dan. <clears throat> he's, Dan. He's here now. He's here. And he's getting mic'd up as we speak. Can't wait to talk to Dan Hooker. Big fight for him against Claudio Puez. I'm hyped. UFC 281. You going to 281, GC? I'm not going to 281. What are you doing? I'll be sitting in the room you're sitting in right now. What's happening? 281 watch-along party. Is it a watch party or a watch-along party? 
Uh, yeah, I guess I did get a little wordy there. Watch party. Yeah. So you're doing it again. The band back together. Band's back together. Incredible. Mike X coming up to NYC. I love it. Let's do it. And Let's one of the guys competing on this card is the great Dan Hooker, Hangman Hooker. And this is great. He's been on the show countless times, never in studio. Is he here? Yes. There he is. Dan Hooker himself. Hello, Dan. Oh, yeah. Go How on. are you? Let's Give me a hug. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Thank you for coming in. Nah, no trouble. This is a great, uh, great honor for us. Great pleasure. Who do we have over here? That's huh? Ike. Hey, what's up, Ike? How are security. you? That's not, uh, you got your own security, huh? Nah, it's Israel's. That's not David, is it? That's not Big Dave. Nah. We got official, I mean, we got Dave's official wannabe security media. detail. Respect. Please make yourself welcome, my friend. Wow, Izzy rolls in with security now. Man, yeah, yeah we rolled over to... with him and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good life rolling with the champ, We're, you know. Speaking of which, you mansions guys are in this mansion. Limos, I saw you mansions, last night. Limos, life's good. Come I got on. no complaints. I saw you in the hot tub last night, fight dietitian, bringing you some, what, did, what was he That was you? actually blind luck. That looked like I said, I was legit. It was tremendous. That was legit. I was doing a video <laughs> and he walks in and delivers my, uh, uh, my dessert. So yesterday... Wait, you're, I see you eating wings. You're eating... Uh, it's, it's the like, science of it, man. What is he's going on? A, he's just a very smart man. He's just very good at You guys are having does. hamburgers. I looked, you were having he's, buns too. You're not cutting out the carbs. Pizza, um, pizza burgers. Really? Chicken wings yesterday. How uh, is this possible? Dessert coming out of my ears. You don't <laughs> have to ask him. There's a reason, you know, yeah. he, he's um, very, very well known or very famous for what he does. And that's because of things like this, because I have absolutely no ideas. I'm used to eating boiled chicken and... <laughs> Is he cooking for all you guys? One uh, guy? Nah, just the fighters. Not, like, the fighters, not okay. like the rest of them having pizza and okay. whatever they want. This is amazing though, right? I mean, all you guys being together, the four of you, whole squad, I think you're like 20 deep or something like that? Probably, I think it's definitely closer to 30 at the moment. Wow. And there's more, there's more inbound. So there's more arriving. There's more arriving tomorrow. So we've got like the next, the next wave, the next contingent of guys coming over tomorrow. So it'll be, yeah, close to 30, 40 guys. As far as your experiences as a fighter, this one being New York, MSG, all that stuff, you know, you guys in this cool spot. Like, is this one of the more unique experiences that you've had? I mean, you've had some unique ones, but I feel like the, the camaraderie, the vibes, you guys all together, Izzy at the top, main event, you're just scattered all throughout the card. This is special stuff. Oh, big time. I haven't fought on, me and Israel haven't fought on the same card since, um, since Melbourne, since the stadium show when, when he was unifying the champion, the championship. So he was, he was interim champion at the time. So that's the last time we were on the card. That was me, Brad, Israel. Um, we all got the wins that night and I like, just feeling like it's going to be the same thing. Like, it's just a, yeah, like everyone's been commenting on it, but it's just different when you have all your people there. Everyone's got your back. And then it's just the just a snowball effect. How would you describe where you're at right now? Uh, I saw an interview with you and the Submission Radio guys, great guys, and I thought that you were very um, reflective, introspective, uh, critical of yourself, not in a negative way, but you mm. know, talked about the last couple of years, not things that you would have done differently because I didn't take that away. You you said you would, you know, you had no regrets or things like that, but I I, I thought that you were like in a really interesting spot uh, the way you were talking about your career. Uh, how would you describe where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm. I'm just excited because I know I know the place 
that I'm in right now. And it's a it's an incredibly good place because I don't feel like I tried to cover anything up or tried to hide from anything. I feel like I faced everything and I feel like I fixed everything. I feel like I, all the holes in my game, where they were. As I said in that interview, I feel like I was, um, those are things that were covered up by incredible training and, and phenomenal coaches. Like my team is so good and my coaches are so good and our training and preparation leading up to that was so good that those holes in my game were just being covered by that. But obviously um, with the restrictions of COVID and being away from your coaches and being away from your team, then those those holes shone through, those, those, those flaws in your game shone through. So I, it was a good experience to take the time to um, realize those things and, and to fix those problems. And now we're reintroducing the, the phenomenal training camp and, and the incredible coaches on top of that. So I'm, yeah, it's, it's hard to say that I regret making any of those decisions or it's hard to regret um, any of that path that I went down because I'm such a, I feel like I'm in a great place right now. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the future. Uh, Coach Eugene told us that he thinks that the pandemic stunted everyone's growth on the team that you guys would be further along as fighters, better fighters. Had it not been for the uh, pandemic, he even mentioned you, know, you training in your garage at times and you having to be alone in Abu Dhabi and whatnot. Do, do you agree with that? No. Not, not me personally. I don't feel like it. Um, I'd say from the outside looking in, you're going to be like, man, this guy was um, like just went main event hometown, top five, getting a shot at the Dustin Poirier fight and had I won that fight, like he got the Conor McGregor fight off of that. So I would say from the outside looking in, people would say that, um, people would say that, but I feel like if that hadn't happened and I had that fight and I had a fight after that, I wouldn't be the same fighter I am now. I wouldn't be um, as like mentally and emotionally mature if I hadn't gone through those challenging experiences. I think I'm better for it. Like obviously um, from the outside looking in, you're not, you didn't fight Conor McGregor and you didn't get a title shot. So from the outside looking in, people are gonna say, no, it definitely stunted your growth. But internally, in um, in myself, I feel like I feel like I'm so much better for going through those experiences, regardless of what happens next, regardless of um, future, you know, getting a title shot and getting millions of dollars and stuff like that. Regardless of the future, like for going through those difficult circumstances, I'm a more well-developed person. So that I can't I can't regret and I can't take back that. The last fight, the the Arnold Allen fight, how miserable, like on a Monday, could we have done this or were you miserable? Um, could we have done this? I probably could have done that, but it's not, it would have been, you would have just put a mask on. Like, could I have put a mask on? Yeah. Of course I could put a mask on. You could, you could, I could have sat down with you the next day and said, everything's fine. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But that's not, um, you just, that's what people, I think people rush that. People rush the interviews after a loss or they rush like, oh man, I need to put on this front and act like a certain way. You don't, there's, there's, you can't, you're not going to process that kind of um, emotion in a day. You need to just sit with it, mm. really, like realistically, you just need to sit and experience that. And I did, I just sat and experienced those emotions and it was, um, yeah, just as time goes, like you start thinking, oh, well, you know, 
this is the next logical step forward. And so it's like once you start creating that pattern and a way to figure it out and get out of it, like then it, then it's um, yeah, then it's like easy to deal with. When did you decide that you wouldn't go back to forty five? Was it after the fight, or maybe even before the fight? You're like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, nah, it was it was straight away. I I knew what that was. I think we all knew what that was. Like that was um, like an opportunity to get back in the mix, like the, I could see that the, the 45 pound division was kind of stalling and it is kind of stalled right now. Like yeah. they're gonna have to do a interim title. Like no one really got the, the you know, knockout finish or anything like that to, to jump above everyone else and get into the title picture. So I, I saw it as an opportunity, um, like a back door was kind of left open to, to work my way towards the title. But the once that's out of the picture, it's it's 55 for sure. So it's really interesting because one thing about the CKB team that obviously we all admire is that you guys are a family, you're so close knit, right? But I, I got the impression, and even from you know some of the things that you tweeted in the past about managers and whatnot, about the business side of MMA, and you talked about this in the interview about kind of doing things on your own and kind of having to figure things out on your own. It felt like and correct me if I'm misreading this, like you were a bit of a lone wolf in that, like you didn't want anyone to tell you what to do. You're going to manage yourself. You're going to make decisions. You don't care if everyone tells you 45 is a bad idea. You're going to do it because you want to do it. Do you feel now that you are more in sync with the team now that, you know, you you are managed by, you know, AP and you are, you know, listening to the coaches and, and you're back at 55. Does it feel like you kind of, you rebelled a little bit and now you're back in sync with everyone else? Thousand percent. Okay, right. <laughs> I didn't want to say all that and you'd be like, "Fuck you." That is wrong. No, no, thousand okay. percent. Like, so why did you percent. rebel? Um, I'm just like headstrong. You just wanted to do it. Wanted to do it my way. Wanted to do it. Um, it's just like backing yourself and stuff like that. And and more, yeah, less, less. It's not like I um, was trying to push anyone. I just believed in myself. You know what I mean? And it, it took through going through the ex those experiences to realize like how important the people are around me, are, how important my team is, how important um, putting the right people in the right places and, and trusting these people to make the right decisions. Because yeah, I would I would wanted to do it all on my own and wanted to do this and that and and just took on took on too much. So like for this fight, one of another one of the changes is just Stepping back from all of that and just showing up to the gym and just being a fighter mm. instead of instead of putting all these different hats on and, and running around doing a bunch of crazy stuff. What were you doing? What were you putting on your? Ah, uh, just um, yeah, like obviously like managing yourself and and. So doing... you were in there talking to the UFC. You didn't have anyone speaking on your behalf. Yeah, I can't say that I'm I'm too much of like a rocket scientist with that. I said I would <laughs> I said I would like transcribe it one day okay. my conversations with the UFC. Even like getting my first contract with the UFC, it was can you make 45? And then I just emailed back yeah. And that was it. I just emailed back like yeah, thanks. Like I'm sure the amount of years <laughs> what eight eight years I've been fighting and competing in the UFC probably Less than less than a hundred words, like less than <laughs> in eight years. In eight years of the matchmakers, it could be it could be less than fifty words. Oh like what I've gotten away with is like been ridiculous. Though, but it, it it obviously didn't pay off. Like the last one, the um, I don't I didn't even ask where it was, which uh -huh. was like a <laughs> which was a major flaw in the plan. Yes. When everyone's like, yeah, I'm fighting on this card, and they were like the London card, and I was like. 
shit. Yeah. I was like, do you know how far away that is? Yeah, how far away is that? That was, um, man, that took me like 30, I think it was like Jesus. 38 hours. 38? Like door to door. Because I flew, yeah, well, I flew to LA, which was like 12 hours. Oh, my God. And then like obviously wait, like waiting around at the airport for things like that. I think my plane got delayed. And then it's another 12, another 12 hours from LA to London. So it was, it was like when I landed in LA and then I was sitting there for a bit and I started feeling jet lagged. I was like, yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's been, yeah, comparing like those, those past experiences to stuff like this is just, we're on holiday. When did you decide, all right, I need some help? What was the, the breaking point for you? I can't do this on my own. It's clearly working for other people, right? Look at, look at the other members of your team. They're clearly benefiting from having someone help them. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, definitely like, an, it's not any one thing. It's just like an accumulation. Got it. Um, an accumulation of things, really. Like every, every one of those, any, every one of those like uh, risky situations that I was in or all those uh those bad situations, like I was advising it, like Eugene advised me against every single last one of those things. Um, so you take that, you like you, at the end of the day, you take that into account. Were you not worried that you would fracture your relationship with him if you're going against every single thing that he's telling you to do? I think he knows, he knows me, like we've known each other for a very long time. Like I trained with him before. Um, I look to him as a coach or manager or advisor or anything like that. So he knows he knows he knows it's not like a personal thing. Like he knows that it's not like I don't trust him or anything like that. Like I'm just headstrong. Like mm. that's just it. Like I just oh you know you tell me right now I can't run through that wall. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> You're gonna try to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Right. So he was never like if you don't listen to my advice, how can I coach you? Like he would advise me, but he's not like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, okay. not. Um, a fighter's got to figure it out for themselves. So like right. that's something I've learned as a as a coach as well. Like you can tell them like this is the right way to do it, and people will still do the opposite way and find out find out the hard way. And it's just how some people it's just how some people learn is is by doing it on their own shoulders or doing it on their two feet and figuring it out. But I feel like I've I've figured it out for myself. So you feel like you're now in a good spot. You feel at peace, harmony. Everything's in sync. That's how I. That's how I. That's how. Yeah, I'm like I'm in a good place. Um, incredible, incredible training camp. I feel great. The mind's good. The body's good. I feel I feel better mentally and physically than I ever have. Is there any kind of pressure whatsoever just to remind people who you are? Right? Maybe they forgot the last couple of years to remind people that you're that guy who was knocking on the Conor McGregor door, so to speak? Um, that will just come with it. That just, that just comes with, um, that just comes with performing at your best. It's not, it's not like I have to go out there and prove anything to anyone. So I'm not really thinking about that. I'm focusing on, I'm focusing on myself and I'm focusing on, um, yeah, like my kind of performance. And then whatever comes with that will, will come with that. It's a, it's a byproduct of, it's a, just a byproduct of performing at your best and performing at your capabilities. By the way, like, if you don't mind me asking, like right now, how much do you weigh? Like one, 170 something? 170. So you still have like 15, 14 pounds left. Mm -hmm. On the Monday before the Allen fight, how much did you weigh? 
Um, I hope not 170. Not 170. Okay. Like 155, maybe. Oh, that's great. Nah, nah, nah. We'll oh. Bigger than that. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going kilos. I'm going kilos to pounds here. Now it was like 72 uh, kg. Kg. So whatever that is. Whatever that is. Let me see what that is. Uh, what, was it was it brutal? In retrospect. Um, like that's another thing that has like I can convince my mind is so much stronger than my body. I can convince myself something's easy. So like wow. to me. You put me on a lie detector, I'm going to tell you that was the easiest thing and I could do that like left and right. But it's it's having those people, it's like having your coaches around you. I swear if um, like I was in the gym with all of my coaches, they would have just been, they wouldn't have been able to tell me you perform better here. Like you, there's, there's no way like you're performing at the same level as you do over here. But me, like my, my mind is so much stronger than my body, I can convince myself Wow, have you always was, been that way? That was easy, even as a kid. Uh, in terms of in terms of martial arts, for for sure. Like the, obviously, obviously you um, like you just gradually get tougher over time. Like just showing up to a gym every right. single day, two times, three times a day, you just gradually get like more mental fortitude um, every single day. So I'd say with martial arts, you 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 need like a little bit of delusion you need a little bit of when you're just lying to yourself when you mm. just show up to the gym and you just walk in the gym you feel like dog shit but you just walk in a gym and you say i feel great today and you say it and you convince you you like say it so many times you convince yourself that you actually do feel great and and because you need to um you need that consistency if you're if you're gonna actually want to get everywhere so it was like a bit of that spilling over and so now it's like having the pe right people in the right places to, to kind of stop that sort of thing. Do you ever doubt yourself? Do I ever doubt myself? Um, no. Once I've made a decision, like I feel like in the decision-making process, there's, there's um, like a bit of internal dialogue or, or a bit of internal discussion. But I'd say like once a decision has been made, it's been made. Well, we're, we're going forward now. The, the confidence of a fighter is something that I'm always so fascinated by because like if I have a bad show, I mean, and maybe that means you're just a lot stronger than I mentally, but like I'll, I'll say like, you suck, you suck, you're, you, you ain't worth shit, you know, you've lost a step. Like I will, you know, talk to myself until I'm blue that I'm not worth a damn. And yet you guys, and I'm not competing in front of millions of people, you know, essentially naked in a cage against another human <laughs> being, right? And you guys will, you know, you'll bounce back and you'll dust yourself off and everyone's criticizing you and there's online hate and all this stuff and you're like, yeah, all right, let's do this again. I'm the man. It's because you get stuck. You get stuck. Once, once you let those sort of things in, like after the last fight, I thought I just sat there, all these people saying these things and you just, um, you just start arguing, going back and forth with them. It's just like a vicious cycle that you get stuck in and you, and you obviously don't progress if you're stuck in a cycle. It's about, um, like this whole thing, regardless of the wins and losses, it's about creating memories, creating emotions, creating, you know, bringing out that, that passionate experience in people and it's about creating. And so instead of being stuck and being stuck here, 
I, I set my mind and I set my task to like creating a new experience, creating a new memory, creating a new emotion, and my path is on that. And it's very difficult once you're on that path of, of creating that it's, it's very difficult to get stuck. So let's, it's more about that. And that's, that's what I focus on. And that's, a, that's like a cycle and it builds momentum. And then obviously like people, people are always attracted to that. That, that attracts people. It's a, it's a part about like you, you start becoming a creative force where everyone's just like, man, I like that energy is great. And people jump on board that energy and it builds and it grows. And I feel like that's what this camp is with all of the all of the team. And then it just it just continues to build and continues to build um, until until fight night, where we get to create memories and create emotions for everyone that's supported us. Uh, I asked Carlos about this. I asked Brad about this. I'd love to ask you as well. Um, at the beginning, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Coach Eugene was here. He was the first guest. And uh he was incredible speaking about kind of uh, a moment in the training camp where he had to really uh, lay down the law and uh, kick you guys in the butt. He felt like everyone was being complacent. He said that this fractured the camp initially, but then everyone got on board. He felt like he needed to, you know. Knives were pulled. Knives were pulled. Knives were pulled. <laughs> legit knives or figurative knives? No, well, no, no, legit knives. Oh, okay, because it seemed, that, honestly, when he was telling he would have had it on. He would have had him on this chair. What okay. do you mean? He's got his knives. What, what, so could packing. you tell me about this moment? And did you feel? Uh, you I know, don't know. There were a number of moments. I'm there not were. Sure this seems like an intense camp. <laughs> he said it, he he's never had to go there before. I've seen him go a few times, but nah, there was there was a few. We got a few big town golf. We got a few. He kicked. He why, kicked why did this? Why did this have to happen? Times. It had to happen. It had to happen because. Um, yeah, it's just to, to to wake everyone up. Maybe maybe we were being complacent. I think we were. We well, after that we definitely reached a new level. Like he demanded, he demanded an, another level. He demanded more out of us. Um, when previous to that moment, that was it. That was as um, as hard as we could go. We're. Training tour, absolutely exhausted. Uh, City kickboxing is a seven-day-a-week program. You know, I hadn't had a day off in, in two months as it was. Like, that was the maximum. And he demanded more. Wow. And he not only demanded more, he shouted at us, told us we sucked, and we uh, are just being complacent and being average, and he, he demands more out of us. And we met the challenge. I feel like... Um, we definitely reached a, a new level post life threatening, the life threatening experience. <laughs> I don't think a lot of you know. Maybe I'm wrong, but the relationship that he has with you guys, it's just different. Like I don't think there's a lot of coaches, especially here in America, who are going to speak like that to their fighters, and the fighters will respond. It's more like because um, I've, I've obviously trained in, in the U.S. and yeah. trained overseas and stuff. Am like I that. right about that? Then a thousand percent. It's not. It's a. Uh, it's. It's more of like a family thing. It's more of like a family thing. Whereas at I, CKB, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think um, other gyms, it's it's obviously um, there's like emotional connections and stuff like that that you've known people for a very long time. But it's like a business, somewhat of a business relationship. Whereas you know, like if you push someone so far, they're gonna go. 
I've had enough of this and I'm, mm. I'm walking out. Whereas like city kickboxing, like no one's going to go anywhere. Like I'm going to train at city kickboxing forever. That's, I am not going to, well, no matter how many times Eugene screams at me and um, does these sort of things, like we're not, we're in it together. We're in it to the end. So I feel like that's what separates. So he's, he's able to push us and prod us and um, break us down emotionally because we're not, there's no, um, there's no back door. There's no leaving. Like we're, we're, we're in it for the long haul. Was it so intense that you thought maybe someone would leave? Or it's not even a thought that enters your mind? Nah, it's, no. not, even a, it's not even a thought. It's Man. not even a thought. I don't know if you know this, if he you know, expresses to you, but he told us that you were the first one to get on board. Did you know he viewed it like that? He said, first it was you, then uh, he said, um, Carlos, Brad, and then and then Israel. Did you know that he viewed that you were the first one to get on board with whatever he was saying? Um, I feel like I responded straight away, but I feel like I, I, I responded to it straight away um, because of all the stuff that's happened in the past, because I didn't listen in the past <laughs> and then I am where I am right. because I didn't listen. Right. Um, so that's why I like I knew straight away when he demanded more, I knew we were capable of more. And like it's my job to to it's my job to just show everyone else how important it is and how um Yeah, he's right. He was right. He was he was bang on the money. When you're the first one to kind of lead the charge, is he the type of coach who will say, like, thank you? You 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 stepped it up today. Does he throw out compliments a lot? Nah, it's more like the opposite. It's more like you get left alone. <laughs> uh, <okay. Just laughs> yeah, you don't more, get criticized more, as much. Yeah, yeah. Like I know I'm performing in the gym when uh, when I get left alone. Wow. When when no one <laughs> when, no one's, when no one's up your ass, that's when you know that you must be doing everything okay. Never a compliment. Why? Why? What am I going to do with that? Great day. Why? No. Doesn't well, feel good. How is that going to help me? Well, you're, you're on the way out. I don't need to feel good. I need to... <laughs> you're leaving for the day. Good work today. Something like that, no? You don't get maybe that? Maybe some of the other coaches. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Not from him. Yeah. What does he Why? say? Bye? Why? Why? I don't know. It just makes you feel good about yourself? No? Why do I need to feel good about myself? <laughs> that's not, that's okay. not going to help me. That's not going to help me. Confidence. You know, I don't know. Something like that. Ah, confidence is an internal thing. That's not any like real confidence is internal, external. You can't get, you can't get confidence from someone else. Like that's, that's a facade. That's a fake. Someone tells you be. you're the freaking man. I believe in you. That's temporary. That's temporary. And then when you get um, exhausted and you're losing a fight and it's the end of the third round or the fifth round, like then um, someone someone can't stand in the corner and yell, you're the man, though. Like it doesn't work like that. That confidence needs to be internal. Like you actually have to know that you're better than the other guy. Are you confident? thousand percent. Have you always been? Um... Yeah, like you just know, you just know you're capable of more. Like my entire career has been um, like a roller coaster. You know, I start, I started my professional career three wins, three losses, like a fifty-fifty record, and people going like, "Pretty sure you suck." Like you're not. <laughs> you're like one loss of having a losing record, right. but you just know, you know within yourself um, that you're capable of so much more. Doesn't that drive you nuts? 
50-50 record, you, you drop one here and then you're like, I know I'm better than this. And I have to hear people talk about me or view me in a certain way or I'm yeah, not. Yeah, but it's so like, I, it's, I know I'm capable of so much more. It's not because anyone else said anything else. Like I don't. Well, you yeah. have to let your, yourself down, right? Because you think that you can make it to the greatest heights and yet the results aren't coming. So does that, does that not affect you? Yeah, but you like the only person that can help you is you. Like, right. I, that's why, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in this place because, um, yeah, because I know I know I'm capable of so much more. So it's like, but it's on me to go out there and prove it. It's 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 on me to go out and show everyone else. What about this um, interest in American football that you have? I saw you you did an interview this weekend with Megan Anderson. You're a college guy. College Are you a college guy now? Because I see yeah. you supporting the Raiders. And I Raiders. don't know. There's some people saying that every field box, Raiders field box. I know, yeah. they're 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 choking a lot these days. Have you seen this? Up I'm seventeen. I'm a college ball guy. Your, what, what is your what is your college team? Uh, Texas, Texas, because they're hooking boys. That's right. Why That's one of my ones? Here, and, uh, my guy put this together. You in the in the Raiders hat, but he's then he put the, the scores. Like, what is he trying to do, Connor? I mean, he's trying really? to rub it in. Yeah, in. that's not very um, nice. Watch Alabama. Alabama, that's... Do you uh, really like college football? That's one of my... Um, yeah, I watch the game of the weekend. Why? Nick Saban's guys. Wow. Uh, roll Tide, baby. Roll <laughs> Tide. That's uh, Frankie, one of my wrestling coaches. He's a big... Uh, Hickman. Yeah, he's a big Alabama guy. I had no idea. A, Do they show that here, on TV? In New Zealand? Yeah. Nah, I gotta wait till I come over here. Okay. So you come over here, you immerse yourself. Come over here, it's been college football. College football. College football. Not we NFL. Went down in the, we went down on the weekend, but... We'll and be who, back next who's we? Uh, Texas. Oh, Alabama. You're Alabama now. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Do you do you follow rugby as well? Probably not as much as I should. The women's rugby world cup is on at the moment. That's is very it? good. And where's yeah, that? Yeah, New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, we got the the women's rugby world cup. I would say that is a incredibly entertaining to watch. When you're walking on the streets right now, do you, in in back home in in New Zealand, do you get recognized a lot? Um, I don't know. Kiwis are Kiwis are pretty cool. They'll just yeah. like call out to you and go. Okay. Then you just no one, no one. And they kind of like they kind of just leave you alone. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I bumped into like... another guy at the supermarket, and he is uh, like my local supermarket, and he was just like, "Oh, he's like, what are you doing here?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I live here." Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I thought you lived in America. I'm like, "No, no, no." But you guys are world-renowned, so you know that was the big thing over the last couple of years that you weren't being treated like the All Blacks or something like that. I'm wondering now if you you feel the love from the people. Oh, I've always felt that love from people. I've always felt the love um, from New Zealand and stuff like that. Like the 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 people, I feel like yeah, I feel like with a people sportsman. That mm. that was never uh, that was never in question. You'll never say um, that I didn't feel like I was felt like underappreciated by the people of New Zealand because that that's just false. I've they love you. Felt, yeah, I've always felt like they've had my back. That's, um, yeah, that that was just the situation that everyone is was in with lockdowns and, and stuff like that. Poor A. Chandler. What a fight, huh? Mm. You know those guys. I have, yeah, yeah. I've met them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think wins that one? Um... I'm not too sure, man. I think your guess is as good as mine. I think, um... Just Chandler has just a like a wanton disregard for his own personal safety, yeah. which makes for incredibly exciting fights. 
that guy is is going to be a problem for anyone. But Poirier is so durable and experienced. I feel like if we can go past, um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an exciting first round, but your guess is as good as mine. And fighting at MSG. Does this, mean, does this mean anything to you? Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. Madison Square Garden, some of the best in the world have fought. Um, it's another one I get to like tick off the list. I thought it, Saitama Super Arena was a big one for me. So, I actually wanted to fight there. I was like, man, I want to get on that card because it was uh, Mark Hunt, Roy Nelson. Well, like the main event of that I card, I was like, man, I want to watch Mark Hunt fighting the Saitama Super Arena. That's what was going to blow my mind. That was like the objective of fighting in there. I went out there. And I fought, that was my second fight in the UFC. And I fought a guy, Maximo Blanco. Yeah. And just got like both my eyes punched in. It was a good fight. A very uh, exciting you can watch fight. it. I got my, uh. both my <laughs> eyes punched in. And I went out back, like I had cuts. I think it was like 10, 12 stitches. And I'm sitting up in the stands. I get like a hot dog. I'm watching the, the main card starts and my eyes are like slowly oh. shutting. And I was like, oh no. Got to the main event, got to like Mark Hans walkout. And I was like, Guys, uh, what's going on? Yeah. I was like, guys, they're weeping. They're both, they're both swollen shut. Uh, I'm sitting there trying to watch. I'm trying to watch Mark Hunt like this. Oh man! I couldn't see it, and then I just hear, boom! The crowds are up. The crowds scream, and I go, "What happened? Uh, <laughs> no, what happened?" You love Mark Hunt. I love Mark Hunt. You see him this weekend? I did. I did. Incredible, right? Uh, Sunny Boo, strong. talented guy. Like yeah. Sunny Boo is an absolute freak. That's it. Forty-eight. Mark Hunt, still knocking people out. Beast. Do you ever train with him? Please don't. Okay. No. <laughs> or been around him? No, I don't mean like you uh, spar him, but have no, you? No, I've like obviously fought on, I think like maybe four or five Mark Hunt cards. So that's a, that's a guy uh, he's, um, legend. I grew up watching. That's a absolute legend. Well, you're a legend as well. I'm looking forward to the return. Thank you. Claudio Puez, this is going to be a fun fight. It's going to be a fun fight. Right? It's be a fun fight. I feel like both of your styles... Mm. match up well I feel like it's going to be all action good fight for you to be reintroduced to the 55 division yeah I feel like this is a, a fresh start I feel like um, yeah it's a, it's a fresh start you get to prove you get to, it's one of those fights you know everyone starts asking questions you get to prove um, where you stand in the division I feel like uh, a lot of questions I feel like a lot of questions will be answered from this fight Good luck to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you, it. Bella. By the way, what about this weather? Huh? It's like summer over there outside. I haven't even used half of my uh, bag of clothes. Yes, it's incredible. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Dan Hooker, everyone, who's going up against Claudio Poyas. And now here he is, the champ himself. Hello, Israel. How are you? Oh, wow. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thank you. Please. Uh, what an honor to have all of you here today. Even have your security here. This is tremendous. It's amazing. We had Coach. We had uh, Carlos, Brad. We had Dan. And now you. Same old spot, right? I'm just admiring, seeing if there's anything new. But it's cool. couple things. I like this. This is new. Yeah, well, you know, when you're the champions of uh, the broadcast <laughs> game. And I got a few things to say about old yeah. David over there. David, but the, oh, Blackamoto. Well, you yeah. know. Uh, he's, he's coming up. He's coming up. He's doing his own he's thing. Doing, it was a great, is he here? Yeah, he, oh, he's in the green room. Shout out to, he's in the green room. He's in the green room. He's afraid, huh? He doesn't want to come <laughs> nose to nose with the king. <laughs> David, first of all, you're interviewing your brother. Great interview, uh, by the way. Can I yeah. be critical? Yeah. Great interview. Loved it. I loved the, um, the background, the background, yeah. the leaves. I mean, it was quintessential fall Northeast, but correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I lo like you love fighting. I love interviewing. Mm -hmm. Was he reading off a sheet of paper? 
Yes. Come on, I David. I know. He's your yeah, brother. Come I on. Know, but Lock he's, in, bro. He's, he's early. You've been in the game for a long time. He's early. He's only been... He's your bro. If he doesn't know you... No, no. He, he knows can... me, but it's just this is like formulated questions and sometimes fan questions as well. Okay. So certain things he gets from fans. It was fans a couple fans tweets. at the end, like your no, favorite end, fights. But, no, but he, I, I watched the whole thing. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, Thank for you. sure. Freestyle yeah. Bender. You know, it's a great channel. Vibes, likewise. I know you have this whole thing now where you don't like to do a lot of media and stuff. And I think the content is great. I don't take that personally at all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course surprised no the people that take it personally like i'm i'm sliding them i'm like no it's i know how this format works now i, I do an interview you know people like especially the smaller guys you know they 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 make money off it and sometimes i don't like the way they portray or they clickbait and i'm just like you know what i'd rather people hear from the horse's mouth but then when it's coming to fight time i, I gotta do the media run sure. and i'm not i'm not a dickhead about it you know but you'd be surprised people to take it personal and i, I hear things people think i don't hear things like no. it gets back to me no you gotta do you yeah, man and if exactly. you feel more comfortable on your platform plus yes. it's your family involved also i'm a little bit hollywood now that's I not mean, me that's i didn't want to say <laughs> i didn't want to say you're the security guard here I'll before you came is. in yeah. are you hollywood now small small a little bit i've turned on a lot of things just like what I, I, it doesn't matter but like any movies yeah a few i heard about one there's a there's been a, some some a two other big ones yeah. really yeah. why'd you turn them down I want to do this I, I'm I'm loving this game you feel like this is a distraction doing a yeah. movie really if it doesn't like if it doesn't line up with you know if if it if it clashes with fighting uh uh-uh. really yep I don't care and you'd be surprised like if it clashes with fighting I'm like nah sorry and Tim would be like I know you're gonna say no but I'm like nah I can't and I love I love to do it but it's just I don't want to end up you know yeah, yeah. Do you think you'll do some in, in the future? Of course, future? Okay. later on. Just later doesn't on. work out right now. voiceover as well. Oh, voiceover yeah. work. That's on the list. Do you have any lip balm at all? No? Mm, no. You don't? Uh, do you need, maybe... That's right. No, never mind, never mind. Okay. Easy. That would be weird. You, you'd be comfortable taking my lip balm? Oh, I don't know, like something like... Oh, okay. I thought like if I put it... Would not, you put, not like that, no. I, I, I mean, I, I actually was some. really like no, impressed no, that you... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm very... You seem like a clean guy. I am pretty clean. Yeah, okay, good, easy. Yeah, you'll be all right. Uh, but I just love the, oh man, because you don't give us too much. Yeah. Because, especially, you know, it's different when you're watching the fights and those are fascinating videos in its own right. When you do give us something and I'll give a shout out as I did with every interview today. Mm-hmm. So I had to go like deep into the archives and I found you speaking to combat TV with yeah. the older gentleman. Okay. And I think that's awesome in, in, in New Zealand. I think it's- Oh, oh combat TV, sorry, my bad. I, I think combat um, corner- uh, no, no, Tony no. Rob, Tony yes. Rob, he's a legend. He, yes, he legend. has got time for him because, especially from New Zealand, because when we, you know, got on and we started becoming like the number one gym in the world, all these New Zealand outlets started to like jump on the bandwagon. Right. And as you see, when COVID happened and we needed them to support us, they turned on us and were trying to film us and all this shit. But Tony has always been since day dot before. I love before it. Even I still I started fighting. He's always just filmed fights interview people so I always give him exclusives because he deserves it he's the man yeah so no respect to, to I thought it was TV. great that all of you uh, spoke to him so that was really between that and, and the interview that you did on your channel which I watched last night pretty much the only stuff that's out there mm. and so because I haven't talked to you since the Jared fight can we start there yeah, let's go. if you don't mind because yeah, I've course. talked to a lot of people about you but yeah, not yeah. to you in the horse's mouth yes Tim yes. always says no he only wants to do in person I said alright we'll yeah. wait for New York I, I just think like honestly Zoom doesn't it's cool it's cool but it doesn't like no I say this is I, I, I'm, yeah, co- I'm okay with that it doesn't translate well this in person is better I can read your, you know, your body language your energy your tone it's all yeah was it unfair the criticism yes, that you received? I think so. Because, but again, 
you know, it takes two to tango. So if you want to blame me, you got to blame the other guy. But like I said, you look at the fifth round, how it went. I was pressing the action. I was trying to fight, you know. I was touching him. So why did ways. you get criticized? Because I'm the champ. I'm the, I'm the great one, you know. I'm the one that, and I've talked to everyone about this, even shout to our boy, my friend George, you know. He, um, when, when we had dinner, and then even when we were at the embassy, we was we was lit, and then we had like some DNMs, and we talked in depth about this kind of stuff, and it happened to him, happened to Silva, even John Jones happened to him, and boxing has happened to a lot of greats. It just when you're just so great, and you keep winning, people want to shake the snow globe a little bit, so they just like yeah, start throwing shit and look at what sticks. So he said, uh, "Heavy is the head that wears the crown." That's yes. what he said to you yeah, at the that dinner. That was one of the things on. Bro, George is like, that's I a love, great clip, by the I way, on your bro, you guys eating together. That guy was. I'm glad we linked up because me. Is and that him, your first time meeting him? Yeah, first time in person. And he, I was honored because I just said, "Look, if if you happen to be, you know, I'm gonna go to Toronto for three nights. If you happen to be around, he's like, yeah, I'll come see you.' So he flew just to come hang out with me, and I felt honored, like from Montreal. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, man, he flew just to hang out with me, and. Yeah, it was cool just to chop it up. Just beautiful human being, man. Beautiful human being. It's too nice. Right. I'm a lot more, especially with fans, I'm a lot more like I protect my energy and I I, I can say no to protect my own peace. But he sometimes, uh, like if, if someone's embarrassing, he'll say yes just to like appease them. But yeah, he's a nice guy. Super nice. We're talking about George St. Pierre, of yeah, course. George St. Pierre, GSP. I just worked with him for the Jake Paul fight. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, man. I, this sure is the know. guy. This I is... saw you and uh, Moro as well. Like yeah. you guys th three together. I yes, saw the man. Post. I was like, I didn't realize the extent of it till I read your caption. I was like, oh, yo, that's pretty cool. So yeah, Moro legend, Canadian yeah, legend, combat legend. And then George is, you know, from my hometown. Yeah. And you'd be amazed. You you got a sense of this. Like George is in the airport by himself, just walking, just chilling, holding. Bro. The most down-to-earth superstar Maybe of all time. Yep, facts. It's incredible. Yeah. So you meet him, and now you have a relationship with him, like yep. somewhat of a mentor? Yeah, I'd say that. Like You hit him up afterwards for wisdom, advice? Um, If I need to text him, I can text him. If I need to call him, I can call him, but I'm not going to bother him. But um, yeah, we. he's a guy that I, I not many people in this life has ever been in my position and would understand. You might see it, you might watch it on TV, but not many have been in this life in my position. So he has. And also, I, remember, I was there. I was a fan when people was like, oh, he's so boring. He just takes people down. And I'm like, bro, this guy's messing people up. Like, what are you talking about? Same with Silva. Right. I was there as a fan when people were talking shit about the Talos latest fight, USC 97. I'm like, bro, did you see the first three rounds? Did you see the styles he used? Are you not watching what I'm watching? Yeah, the last two rounds maybe he coasted, but like, did you not enjoy the show? And people who were there live should be blessed that they watched, you know, an artist like that perform live, you know, but then... Yeah, the people, we're in the TikTok generation now. You know how it is. So prior to that conversation with George, were you feeling bad about the fight? Mm, Did you need bad, his advice? No, nah, I, 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 Eugene, I talked to Eugene after the fight. So pretty much he said, you know, we know you had an off night, but you still whooped this guy's ass. Like, look what you did on the off night. And then I said, just give me a bourbon, I'll be fine. And I was kind of limping already from an injury I sustained in the fight. And then by the time me and Alex got to the after party, like I said, bourbon down, two bourbons down, and I was on stage partying. So yeah, it was good. It wasn't anything. I don't hold on to things. I I, 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 let, I let myself feel them, you know? People try and like deny things and block it. If you fight your emotions, they'll get you later on. So I feel it, you know? I cried backstage. Me and Eugene hugged it out. And he just told me, don't worry, you'll be fine. And I was like, just give me a bourbon, I'll be fine. And yeah, so I express it, feel it, and I let it go. Why'd you cry? 
just emotional. I know it's a it's a good way to release emotions. People don't like what is it cortisol? Is it cortisol or whatever releases through tears as well? So it relaxes you. So it's just a normal human function. I don't know why we shame it. So it just came out, and I was just like, just an emotional moment between you, me and Eugene, and then yeah, I let it go. Were you upset? Upset at myself for what I wanted to do. It was it wasn't a, people mistake this. This is not about other people. This is about me. I did the the Undertaker walkout, and I had this Miyamoto Musashi mentality, like I'm gonna make him wait because I'm I don't think it's gonna last long. And then you know I get there and I'm a little bit frustrated during the fight, trying to like figure out how to take this guy. He had a really I, I've said this many times. His corner, wow, MMA lab, beautiful because they they saved him. They'd see things I was setting up and call it, and I'm just like, fuck, okay, they can see that coming. So they saved him a lot, and he's a good student for listening to them as well. So, yeah, for me, it was just the pressure I put on myself because it was International Fight Week. I'm like, man, I want to fucking, I want to take this to the next level after I smoked this guy. And I felt like I didn't smoke him, but I beat him, and I beat him quite easily, easily. So it's like, why? Yeah, so for me, I just, it's the expectations I put on myself. That's what. Um, since that fight, have you, you know, you mentioned George and some other boxers as well, but this this mentality of heavy is the head that wears, wears the crown. I got a big head too, so I can wear a heavy crown. <laughs> but have you looked at how other fighters dealt with that, that criticism? You know, George, it happened, yeah. Floyd, it happened too. They yeah. called him boring. I just owned it. He leaned, leaned into it. So for me, I'm like, I'm in a stage now where I kind of lean into it. Like, fuck, what are they going to say? You know, this this is the, the generation we're in. Um, I smoked this next guy. Oh, he's the greatest of all time. Right, right, right. They, they forget. And then like two weeks later, some other pay-per-view happens. And then, you know, oh, he's a, you know, like, so I, I never really attach myself to other people's opinions. But like I said, I'm human. I listen to them, but I don't, I don't hold on to them. I just hear them and I'm like, hmm, okay, cool. By the way, what about walking out to Undertaker's theme and Vince freaking McMahon? What? Universe, bro. Th- that's crazy. I didn't this guy doesn't that. go anywhere. Yeah. He's and never on, had an on, anything. On that day, it just happened to be that. So I was, yeah, for me, that was that was cool. I like that. When did yeah. you realize that he was there? Uh, I think maybe the night when the fight was happening, yeah. Like you're in the fight and you're like, holy shit, is that no, I didn't see him. I didn't see them at all. Maybe I saw Stephanie, but I didn't see them at all. I didn't see Vince, but I heard he was in the in the crowd when I was backstage, like maybe a few hours before. Was there any part of you that was like, oh man, I wish I did better in front of, no. I did what I did, yeah. And then now you get this opportunity and it's a completely different situation, right? Yeah. I mean this, so I asked Eugene this question if the fight was personal for him because he was there the last time you guys fought and I asked him what he remembered about the fight and he said the only thing he really remembers is his concern for you, Mm. um, your safety, right? Because it was a bit of a scary fall. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, just put on record, that whole mask thing was fugazi because I remember after the fight they tried to put me on the stretcher and I was like, no, I'm fine. Like from the You mean the picture that? Yeah, it's it's fugazi. It's a fake picture, right? No, it's not fake. The... The mask they put on me. Oh, I, th- I, I thought that was a Photoshop. No, no. They really tried. But, oh, no, wow. but like, I was lying down, and then they were just like, stay there, stay there. And then they put the mask on me. I was like, I'm breathing fine. But it's all theatrics. And then right. after they announced the winner, or I think either, even before that, they tried to put me on the stretch. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I can walk. I'm fine. And yeah, it's all, you know. Did his son really mock you? His son? Yeah. I think so, There's yeah. a video of him falling yeah. right next to you. I remember, but what I kind of just looked at him and, and laughed. What's yeah. up with that? Uh-huh. There's this kid right over here showing yeah. it. I, they showed it to me. I've never seen this video. They yeah, showed I, it to I me. They did it multiple times, but I just looked at him and laughed. What am I going to do? Stomp his head? I mean, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it, <laughs> not <me. laughs> Where's this kid on Saturday? Is he coming? Yeah, I don't know. 
It doesn't bother me. If he's there, I hope he's older now. Yeah, yeah, well, I would imagine that was five years ago, right? Five and a half years ago. But is this personal for you? Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you say that yeah. because I feel like other people in your position would have been like, nah, this is just another fight. It is, but it's personal. Why yeah. is it personal? Because this is about me and my legacy. This is about, I guess, rewriting history, even though it is history and I never chased this. This is about me rewriting a new path of history and just showing people what I can really do. Because, again, y'all must have forgot. They forget, Ariel. They always forget. And it's because of this TikTok era. The attention span is so quick. They move on so fast. So, yeah, this is personal. Like, for me, I'm just going to – I've said less. You know, he can do all the tennis ball videos and fucking hoverboard things he wants. But for me, I'm just like, cool, you do you. He has bragging rights, so let him do that. But, yeah, when it's time – I know something he doesn't. Which is what? I can't tell you. Okay. Yeah. But you say you didn't chase it. Even when he came over to the UFC, you didn't say like, let's go. Because you know, if he didn't have the history with you, he wouldn't be fighting for a belt. Without me, Saturday. he wouldn't be here. Without me, he would have been exposed a long time ago. Without me, I cleared the way. I, I cleared the division first of all, so there was no, not really anyone else to fight. Mm. And then, yeah, I cleared the way for him to like get to the top. So I beat even the guy he fought, he's, he's got in his um, training camp. What's his name? Fuck, it looks like Chris Humphreys. I used to call him Chris Humphreys. I beat him twice. I beat that guy twice. I never went looking for him. I already beat him twice. So supposedly he beat me twice, but he's still chasing me. Mm. And what does it, that tell you? I don't know what it tells me, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, obviously you've come a long way, but he even spoke to MMA fighting in an interview posted today that like his legacy in combat's going to be greater. He has the two belts. You don't have the two belts. Two belts. Two belts in glory, you know, kickboxing. Oh, uh, the glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it feels uh, there's... There's a, it's a weird thing because he has the two wins. I could o- buy that promotion if I wanted to. The, <laughs> he has the two wins over oh, you, man. yet he's the one trying to egg you on, right? Yeah. What do you make of that? I'm winning. I'm winning in life. I'm doing much better than he is, and he's building everything off me, which I don't know. Like I said, I didn't, what do you call it? Is it punching, supposedly punching down? Is it? Is it punching down? If he's punching down, then right. wow, what a what a height he's punching at, you know? Because I'm up, I'm way up. Uh, you said that way you, up. You're getting Costa vibes from him. Facts. Uh, meaning Paulo Costa, who yeah. I guess was trying to rile you up or get under your skin. Mm. You feel the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing about? This is I know something you don't. I know something everyone else don't. With regards to Alex, just me. You're on a different level. I put a video up, I think this morning, maybe early in the morning, um, my my final moments of my hardest training camp ever, my best training camp ever. And even every time I watch it, I get chills. I get chills. And trust me, this is, uh, you guys just wait, just enjoy, enjoy the show. I can't wait. The, I, even this is fun. I just want to talk to you. That's why I'm coming oh, thank to you. hang out, you know, but um, yeah, I don't really need to say anything. The fight's sold. I don't need to try and like, get under his skin for what certain people like when I fought here last Brunson that was easy because I knew I had to poke the bear on that one um, but yeah he doesn't even speak English I don't need to say anything to him um, it'd be foolish of me to try and intimidate him you know that's a wrong tactic you know you have to change your tactics according to the the, the, the situation so yeah all I'm doing right now is just staying patient and doing my work uh, this final training session when was that was that on the weekend? Sunday around 1.30 a.m. Oh, wow. Mm. 
So like 36 hours ago or so. Yeah. Wow. And uh, the final hard push, like the, the, the last spider circus, S-P-Y-D-A, spider. Right. Yes, I hear you yeah. guys talk about this a lot, spider. but no one wants to talk about what exactly it is. You're not allowed. Nah. It's multiple people I've gathered. Yeah, people try and guess what it is online. I see them get videos from different highlights of right. our training and try and piece it together. But it's it's something that's the worst fight of your life. And I went through that multiple times, just full of gusto, ablaze. It just lets me know where I'm at right now. I'm on a dirt. I'm brolic right now, bro. What does I'm that brolic, mean? Like, I see you. You ripped. Yeah, man, I'm fucking jacked. Yeah. By the way, as a quick aside, what do you make of the fact that Paulo Costa has become like this darling now? I follow him on Twitter, bro. Don't tell him. I don't want him to block me. God. Well, if I find him he's funny, crazy. I mean, he's, he's actually kind of funny. Yeah. At How first it was kind of cringy, <laughs> I think. But then I was finding it funny because, you know, you kind of know the person after you fight them. But then seeing the way he just leans into it and the whole thing with Usada, fuck a Usada. I like Secret this juice. Funny. Yeah. All this stuff. <laughs> he's <juice>. actually hilarious. <laughs> he was on the show and he cut someone's hair in the back there. No New way. York Rick, yeah. Sure. Like he he just like leans right the Hamzat stuff, the yeah. hat stuff. I like it. I, I like it. He's entertaining. Put it that way. He's entertaining. You're actually yeah. a fan of Paulo now. Mm. Fan too much? Uh, I'm a fan is Would you sign up for his OnlyFans? Does he have an OnlyFans? No, I don't know, but I just uh, wanted to gauge how big I'm of a fan good. you were. No, no, okay. No, <laughs> By no. the way, I feel like he would have an OnlyFans. Maybe he does. I don't know. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't know what he does. What is he doing there? He's a More bit of secret juice. He's a little bit of a weird guy. If yeah. I'm, if you watch like in person, uh, I don't really hang out with him. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, I would say I like what he's doing. I like his. Just keep. This is another ex- example of someone being their authentic self. Right. If you be your authentic self, those who fuck with you will fuck with you. Those who find it unfuckable with they, they don't or they'll try and you know shame you for it but he's being his authentic self so I, I like that power to him so I've been dying to ask you this question mm. all day mm. I've been literally sitting here for three hours waiting for the moment when I can ask Just you about me. this yes because we had Eugene on and, and people who have been watching all day uh, this has been great you know the whole CKB squad was here yeah, I don't know if you know course. this takeover yes sir um, he talked about this moment where he felt like you guys were being complacent ah uh, where you had to, of this yes he had to kick you guys in in the behind this this is a and by the way i don't know if you were watching at the time you probably weren't but the way he told the story i was like eating every word and and he has a great delivery what do you say exactly well he said a lot and i don't want to speak uh you know like it's been a long day here but you need to put me on here yeah where where are you i'll get you a bubble head you have one i'll find one okay you need to put me on here yeah i feel like we don't have uh you need some uh, well i mean that's something you should have done but it's all right i'll take charge you know what happened i did have waiting for a few years i was like let me see if he'll do it organically but i'm just wow well you know what's happening people are doing things to get on the wall so i had to take people down sneak one next no you deserve to be on do i have nothing of izzy i'll do it i'll do it don't worry i feel like an asshole i bet you there's something there's not a lot of izzy toys or anything like that there's a few there is or i'll get you one all right wow the question you asked okay yes 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 he said that uh, he felt like you guys were being complacent <clears throat> and this was building into the point where he had to have like this uh, big meeting mm. and uh, he brought out a side of himself that he had. So did he have a knife when he was on the show? You know what? Dan mentioned the knife. So he didn't like flick it, just... No, but did he, but Dan mentioned the knife in the meeting. Like three knives on him right now. The Yo, guy, Dan just said the same thing. Did he have a knife in this meeting? Probably. What would he mean? Did he whip it out? Nah, he just, it's his like new... F- you know that fidget spinner? Yeah. He has knives. Jeez There was a please. period of like two and a half weeks, three weeks. It would, it's like show and tell. He'd bring a new knife to the gym and then just like, and then there was one day he had a- To intimidate. Nah, not to intimidate. He's just, just to, a fucking weirdo. He's one of them <laughs> guys that goes to the bushes and 
fuck, who knows what happens there? He's hunting deer. Okay, okay. But um, yeah, even brought a machete to the gym one day. Really? Cool machete. I'm just like, what? It's For like show and tell. He's just, it's like a kid with a new toy. Look at this. Look what I got. Right, right. But he's just doing it like, and he makes jokes about it. But yeah. So anyway, yeah. back to the meeting. Mm -hmm. He said he had to kick you guys and, and to remind you, among many other things, to remind you that you're all pieces of shit. <laughs> this was his term. This is his term. He said, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And it just felt yeah. so intense. Now I said, as I was waiting to talk to Dan, that I feel like he told me 5% of the story. Mm. But something that I thought was really interesting, if you don't mind me saying, was he said, and he offered this up. He said, Dan was the first one to get on board. Mm. Then it was Carlos. Then it was Brad. Then it was Izzy. Mm. That's were, in his head. Because I, I, this camp on my own, without his input, before all that happened, you can ask anyone from my team. I was already doing the work. I was doing extra work already. I stayed back 40 minutes after sparring, doing extra work, that type shit. For this camp, because from the Vittori part two fight, he said that was a good camp. He was like, probably like off, like passing comment. He goes, but how are you gonna make the ne next one better? Worker fight, I stepped it up. And I was like, okay. He didn't even say anything after that, but I'm like, in my head, I remember the, the comment he made. And I was like, all right, Cannonier fight, I'm gonna step it up. I did. And then for this fight, I was like, I'm gonna step this up. So I did it myself. I stepped it up threefold. But I think for him, he he's human. So he makes his own mistakes and errors. So I think he just got in his head and just, he made himself believe like, nah, you know, this guy needs to kick up the butt. But I didn't. I'm glad he did. I did. I'm glad he did, but I was already stepped up. I was already like, okay, let's fucking go. So he, he ramped shit up. I remember the speech. He was quite ruthless. But Can you yeah, tell me about it? Nah. Okay. But he, but when, like, yeah. so, so if you feel that way and he's being ruthless, as you say, are you mm. thinking like, this is unnecessary? I don't yeah, need at this? The time. Yeah, at the time I was. I was like, what the fuck? Like for me, it was the, it was the energy behind it. But the, the work was necessary. The work was necessary. But the energy behind it, I was like, this is not the best. I don't want to go too much. Some things is, is family business. I get it. But like for me, it wasn't necessary. But I'm still glad it happened. Because even after the final work, 1.30 a.m. on Sunday, I remember I walked up to him and I was just like, I said some words to him. And I could see he was about to get emotional. And I was like, I just finally said, thank you. Thank you for what you did. So I'm grateful for what he did for this camp because I guess we needed it. We needed it, yeah. What did you say to him that almost got him emotional? Family business. Okay. Yeah. And and when he um, says that you were the last to get on board. That's not true. I was already- Why do you think he feels that way? It's because I'm me. He, he it's, it's his way of like, if he, like example- because he's my sensei. He's our sensei. I'm, I don't know any other person in my position in this game that if you if you get their coach, think of any other superstar you know in this game, and their coach tells them, go grab the broom, sweep the mats, or mop the mats, or do this, do that. They'll do, Would they do it? In my position, I, I do it because I respect my culture. I respect my elders, but also I respect my sensei. Andre, our wrestling coach, me and him are almost the same age. We, we're like friends, but if he tells me to do the same thing, I'll do it because he's my coach. I respect my people. So um, I think when he goes at me, it's not really me. He's going at everyone because I'm the most, I guess, successful in the gym, like the biggest, you know? So if he yells at me, it's not really me. I'm just the scapegoat. Dan even says it. Dan even fucking said like a couple of those times, like, yeah, that was unnecessary. Really? <laughs> and that's what, that's from his his mouth. So right. If, yeah. Do you um, feel like it's one of those things where because you're the, the face exactly. in many respects? That's what I mean. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the scapegoat. So if he's getting at me. Does that get annoying? Yeah. I've told him this before as well because it's not necessary, but it's, 
his way of just still ensuring that I'm fine. If I was going to change, I would have changed a long time ago with all the money and all the success I have. If I was going to change, I would have changed a long time ago, a long time ago. But I don't because I am who I am. So, yeah, um, it wasn't necessary, but it was needed. Do you think that he is afraid that you're going to change? A little bit, yeah. But I'm like, I'll, I'm still me. Like everyone, he knows this, he knows this. But I think it's just, everyone has that in their own way. They just have that like, what if, what if. So he just wants to make sure. But he knows me. He knows I won't change. I keep the but same. But you've energy. changed a little bit, right? Like we I evolved. all change. Evolved yeah. is different. Right. I've okay. evolved as a person, as a man, as a, as, a, as a person. Definitely. Even like I said, for this camp, I've evolved. But changing as in like, I start to think I'm better than everyone. I start to think I'm bigger than the gym. Nah, that's never been my forte. Like I'm, fuck, if I've changed, then all what's happening right now for this fight week wouldn't be happening. You know, I look after those who look after me, who put their time and effort into me. You know, so that's why I make things like this happen. Because, like what Dan said, it's not—it's about the experience. It's about the people you 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 take on this journey. So yeah, if I had changed, this wouldn't happen. I would have just done it the way we were always doing it. Me selfish. So seven title defense. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah. I, can I just like I don't understand the logic behind this. <laughs> this do one really not, bothers do you. you. you no, nah, like it's just a logic. Because then for me, it's like you're diminishing the one of the greatest fights in history of mm. fighting. You just, ah, oh, that's, ah, that was just the interim title. Right, right, like, right. Fuck off, cunt. That, like, that, no, that yeah, was the- I'm okay with it. I, I know you are, but I'm like, the, the logic behind it, and people think I get bothered by it, and it does bother me, so they try and just double down and like, nah. But the logic does not make sense to me, because then what's the point of having an interim title? Because right. while the champion was on sick leave, I was the champion. So he's coming back. If he had beat me, that would have counted as his defense on his. So if the interim title is supposed to mean something, when I beat him, that should count as a defense on me. Yeah. I'm and my a... belt has seven fucking rubies. Does it? Well, uh, no, it has two because I haven't really oh, updated it. But oh. yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it on you to update? I just got to, I have to send it in and all this uh, shit. But I, I, I just, yeah. I actually don't, it's at the gym or at Eugene's house somewhere. So I just need to like get it done. But it's got seven names and seven cities on it. Wait a second, you don't bring the belt with you? I, I like, I don't carry the belt around. No, I've but like never... to this fight, what is it? Like a prop belt? It's a real belt. It's the same belt I beat. I got when I beat Kel Kelvin. It's the same exact belt. No, but like for the fight on Saturday, you didn't bring the belt to America. Nope. So what are you going to get on Saturday? They give me like a temporary one and then I give it back. Oh, uh, really? Backstage. Yeah. Well, I take it to the after party if I want. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, so it's like the same belt that Carla Sparza is going to have? I don't know. Maybe she brought her belt. Maybe. Okay, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But have you just, always done that? The last four fights probably, yeah. It's, man, carrying it's the heavy. belt around yeah. is just, it's heavy, but also it's just... Sometimes the attention it brings, I don't really, especially at airports, I'm not really, yeah. You don't need that. Nah. The reason I brought up the seven was, at any point, did you feel like you were getting Hollywood in the defenses? Was there ever a point there for a very brief what moment way? where you felt like, oh, uh, maybe I am changing rather than evolving? In my in my personal life, yes, but not in the, in the public eye. My what do you mean, your relationships life, with nah, people? Just like just my personal life, the way I was moving at a certain point wasn't in line with who I was. So I had to kind of like, well, not life kind of had to like humble me a little bit. So then I learned how to move properly in my own, in my own way and in line with my own values. Yeah. How did it humble you? Uh, need to know basis. Okay. Well, yeah. that's me asking. Yeah, of course. The nose got to. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I saw that you commented. I couldn't really understand what you meant. The video that I posted of our last chat 
where I asked you, like, if you've exceeded your say? expectations and you said, there's still some, there's something else. Mm-hmm. And then in the comments you did like check, check, and then a tennis ball and a nose. I didn't know what the tennis ball meant. I wasn't sure if it was like a joke about Alex with the tennis ball. Oh, that's just my like, like an omen now for this camp. I like, I just have a tennis ball. Yeah. Why? It's, it's gonna, it's helped me a lot. The tennis ball? Yeah. Me and shout out to my boy, you know, base benefit, Abiola Beckley. He's the guy that um got me brolic for this fight. And also just the tennis balls, there's no there's no joke, bro. Like Anderson was doing it. You know, a lot of great fighters were using those techniques back in the day. So I don't know why people think it's some kind of joke now. Like, I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. What's that thing you were referring to though? You said there's something else. There's like another thing. This was back when you came in after your last fight. Not not the Cannoneer, the the one prior to that. And thing in what way? You said to me, I said, have you exceeded your expectations? You were like, nah, you know, this is kind of, but there's oh, yeah, something else. Thing, yeah. Um, well, we're here now. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't like, you You never know. Like after this, there's going to be something. I haven't looked past this okay. at all, but there's going to be something else. And God will always bring it to you. Yeah. And it's here now. So you're not thinking about, because the big thing also when you fight is there's no one else. There is. There's a few. I want to whoop just Sean, just for fun. Sean Strickland. Yeah, I'll let him just get at least one good win. I mean, you said the same about Darren. Never got the win. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that's up to them. So, yeah. But I don't know if there's, is there really even one guy? Sean, I just want to whoop him because I, I want to whoop him. Why? I want to whoop him. Okay. Yeah. But he has to get a win. Yeah, of course. He ain't right. That shit. Right. <laughs> a good win, not some fucking lackluster shit. Oh, geez, you might be waiting something. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you said it <laughs> you're um, gonna have to have him on the show <laughs> no that's fine I don't know if yeah. he'll come back I mean he's Tim's guy so it's all yeah. good you you also said uh, to your brother that you want to say a lot and you're gonna say it after the fight mm. what do you want to say after the fight but is there something in particular that you need to get off your chest no not really I just wanna I wanna get the job done and then express why I played the game the way I play it and why I said less before this fight and just be really candid because this is the most raw I think I've been before a fight. The people I'm talking to, I'm just being honest. I'm like, I said, there's no need to try and like, you know, it's never fake, but like there's certain guys I can just use my energy to fucking intimidate them and just let them know like you ain't on this level. Like I'll crush you. But certain guys you can't like this guy because he's beat me in the past. So there's no point. Like I said, like, yeah. Uh, I'm going to use an example Go ahead. Example, like the, the the Khabib Connor fight, I felt like Connor used the wrong strategy. If he had attacked that a little bit differently, leading up to the fight, because mm-hmm. Khabib is just very. Hmm. If he had attacked that a little bit differently, because he was the closest to beating Khabib as well. I think he even took a round off him. He did. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of energy wasted. I felt leading up to the fight, but that's just my observation. You know, I'm not in their shoes. Yeah. So you didn't want to waste energy leading up to this one. Stupid. What's the point? Trying to he's using that all right now. So I'm like, cool, keep doing that. Let's see how that favors you. Have you watched the two fights leading up to this one? Not fully, but I will. Um I've just seen highlights, highlights, and then I watched the second round of the last fight. And then I saw the third round, like the bit before, like just like maybe twenty seconds before he finished me. And that's about it. But I'll watch it again. Just, uh, I don't dwell on the past, so I don't really, you know, oh, I need to invest. My, my trainers have watched it. My coaches have all watched it and studied him in depth. So, yeah, like I said, I know something you don't. I uh, watched it last night. Um, and that second round, man, I mean, like you're just a few moments away from finishing him in the second fight. Mm. Why do you think you didn't finish him? I didn't stay true to my style. 
I didn't stay true to my style because I was younger and I, I just let I let myself be influenced by outside noises. Yeah. And I didn't stay true to my style. I know me. When I when I heard something, even David was saying, like, you know how to break people down. And when I'm watching fights, I just why are you headhunting? Why are you headhunting? So I was headhunting and I was only using my right hand. I'm just like, that's the stupidest thing I could have done. So I didn't stay true to my style. And yeah, it cost me. Did that bother you? I know you say you're- That bothered me way more than a knockout. Really? I, I was fine. I woke up, you know, everything was still great. Got paid. Family still loved me. My dog still loved me. My people still, you know, with me. And then, yeah, as me not staying true to my style, I'll, it's like I cringe when I see it. Like, ugh, why did you, ugh, yeah. Is there a part of you that feels like, had you stayed true to your style, finished it? He'll be it, dead. He'll be dead. Yeah, would, this wouldn't be happening? Nah. This wouldn't be a thing? No. Nah. Oh, Does that annoy I, you? That's what annoys me, yeah. Doesn't you have to go through anymore. this. No, like it annoyed me. It doesn't, people think, I think it's because a lot of people only just find out about this. It's like, you gotta, this is five years ago. I've been done with this for like a year, like a year after it. I was like, okay, well, I'm never doing kickboxing again. Not by my choice. Um, but yeah. What do you mean not by your choice? Oh, the company I was working for at the time, they, they fucked me over. So I was like, well, fuck you too. And I moved on to bigger and bigger, much better things. It worked out, but the fact that that's your last kickboxing match, maybe now doesn't annoy you at the time. Did it bother you that no. it ended like that? No, no. Never. Wow. No, I'm not, I'm not like, I guess I'm not like everyone else. Yeah. It never annoyed me. It just like, it bothered me the fact that I didn't stay true to my style. And then I was running out of money and I was trying to like, yo, just give me, I had seven more fights in my country. I'm like, just give me three. I need to fucking eat. That's what annoyed me. Cause that's real shit I had to deal with. Like that was my last kickboxing fight. Whoop. Look at the right. fucking, how many fights before that. Yeah. And now you're, you're, you're fighting MSG, headlining MSG. You're staying at this insane house. Expansion. It's insane. Yeah. Indoor pool. I don't know what else you got going on there. I see some of the guys posting stuff. Do you ever have a moment in all of this? I think you've been there a week. Yeah. You're like, man, like Izzy was talking, excuse me, uh, Eugene was talking about you guys staying at a $7 crappy hotel in China. Yeah. Do you look, do you allow yourself to smell the roses? Yeah, 100%. I think it's important to smell the roses. You need to look back and just realize, like even the other day, I was just, after my last training, after my last spider, um, I, I was up probably like 4 a.m. and I'm just like grateful. And I put some clip up from this building that I was at. And then, um, I was just like, look how far you've come. I keep climbing. Yeah. So I just had a moment of gratitude, just like, fuck yeah. Like, this all came from this. Like, I just thought this up and I worked. And I had the right people behind me and around me to help me achieve this. So that's why, like I said, I bring them with me. You know, not all of them could come. Shout out to my boy Ram as well. You know, he couldn't come because born in Sudan. And that just automatically uh. makes Esther not want you to come to America. You know, a little bit racist there. A little oh. bit racist in America, but okay. um, yeah. Um, for me, I just I bring the people who really, who really, you know, ride for me, ride for the team. And yeah, I honestly, I just I'm excited. I'm excited to to showcase this weekend. That word is like a. It always like triggers me a little bit excited because anytime a fighter says excited before a fight, I think of Nick Diaz, mm. who I asked many moons ago if he was excited for a fight, and I thought he was gonna, you know, punch me. Mm. Why would I get excited? I'm going into a fight with another human being. I'm excited for this one for different reasons. Why? I know something you don't. Man, this is quite the tease. Yeah, cock tease. You know something about him? Just a, no, me. Fuck him. Me. Okay. The work I've done in this camp, I, bro. <sighs> What a shitty question, but I feel like I have to ask it now. Best camp of your career? 
It's so cliche to say. Yeah, exactly. I hate. I, so I think it's the first time I've ever asked that question because I hate it. Well, yes, really. Best camp yet. Really. Yeah. This is this is this just showed me. It's kind of almost like the Gaslam fight, the fifth round. I just found this new gusto. This camp, I found new new gusto, new levels. I I didn't think I could get to. I knew I could get. Of course, there's always new plateaus, but like, kind of like what Dan said. Like you know, you get to a certain point where it's just like. You're doing this for so long that it just becomes not mundane, but like your body's used to it. So you didn't just shook the snow globe and then yeah. fuck, we had to adapt, sink or swim. And yeah, we're swimming. Uh, just a couple other quick ones before I let you go, if you don't mind. Um, Take your time. I'm good. Okay, you're good. I didn't yeah. know if you were stressed. You had other places to be. Nah, we're good. What'd you make of uh, Jake and Anderson? I liked it. It was a good fight. Um, yeah. I said this on my channel. I was like, watching Anderson move is always going to be special to me. When I see him just start to do his thing. Uh, and also, yeah, shout out to Jake for just doing what he did. Dropped him in the eighth round, I believe. Yep. Fucking crazy as well. Overhand right. Uh, but good fight on Anderson's part. And Jake's doing the right things to build himself up. Yeah. It's crazy he doesn't get the credit. You know, I say this and then I, I give him the credit. I know I, you guys I, do. I said it even when I did the interview on this channel. Yeah. But yeah, I give him the credit for what he's doing. But I think people are just blinded by their own insecurities and their own distaste for what he's doing. But I'm like, the guy is, he's doing it, I feel, his way. Why does it bother you that much? Yeah. And they say it's fake, it's rigged. That's one of the stupidest uh, things. I mean, they said that about my, some of my fights. They said that about the really? Costa fight. They said that about the first Whitaker fight. Um, yeah, people are stupid. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. They're showing these videos and like, look, he fell. I'm like, are, are we really doing oh, this really? now? They're yeah. breaking it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're breaking it down like it's a Bruder film. Yeah. Nah. Do you think he could go far? As far as he wants. Did you think he would win? Um, I knew it wouldn't be easy. Right. But I knew he could win. I knew it wouldn't. I told him, I was like, this is not a fight you want to sleep on because, yeah, and I knew, he like, I've uh, first time I hung out with Jake, I just knew, okay, this guy's serious. He's crazy about this. And that's when I was like, I'm on board. Because I, I didn't really know him before that I commentated the fight and yeah. I did my research before commentating the fight. And then that, hanging out with him just made me a fan of him, not watching him on TV or, he, I didn't grow up in his era of Disney Channel. Right. Um, or watching that, but like hanging out with him was what made me a fan of him. And I feel like that's that's the realest way you can get. Uh, did you see his brother this weekend? No, I saw the thing on um, his Instagram. That was crazy. He's holding the phone. Yeah, that was crazy. He tore his MCL, I think his AC, everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that shows his you His kids how, are something. I like it. I yeah. like the energy. Like, I mean, you'll see me there one day, but right now I'm doing... You think so? Probably. I mean, that was that was family time back in the day. Yeah. Monday Night Raw, Sunday Night SmackDown. So, well, I mean, you. by the way, why... You know, I I, I uh, texted Undertaker right after your fight. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the quote where he said that he was honored. He's a big fan of MMA, and he said yeah. he was honored that you... I'm a you, big fan. Uh, he's a dead man, you know, and what he's done... Where did uh, that... Where did When did that come to you? Tuesday night during fight week. You know, I was just sitting down by the fireplace, and then just just a vessel it just comes to you like even this weekend it just it just comes to you like it's been a theme yeah what are you doing for this weekend just walking out you don't have or you haven't decided yet no nah, just walking just out just a regular I just, one i just want to make it a horror movie that's how i feel like i want to make i've decided this is going to be a horror movie this is going to be bloody this is going to be one where it's like it won't last as long as me and kelvin but it's going to get like that and it's going to be like who can swim who can swim the longest who's going to drown but what is that what you want or is That's that what you think what is I gonna... see is going to happen yeah. okay it's going to happen yeah I want to make it a horror movie because uh, it's been a horror movie in the gym really mm. but what about like if it's a 30 second finish would that not feel that would be good uh, but I just 
for the work I've put in this camp, I, I just feel like I, I don't, I don't want it to. I want it to go at least one round. At you want, least you want to squeeze more out of yeah, that. Yeah, I want to squeeze more out of this. Yeah, just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, about the wrestling afterwards, did they go back and say hello to you, those guys? Mm. No, I didn't see them. You didn't I, see where any. Did I go? Triple uh, H. I can't remember. I, I, you know, after you have medicals and this, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is something you want to do, like a bucket list thing for you. Just one, one time. I even just attend a show. I want to attend a show. You never attended one. a show. I know. Are you kidding? I'm gonna take my whole family. As like, a fan, man. you've never been. I, I just never had the opportunity. Wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, they but go I, out the red carpet for you. Yeah. Oh no, me and my fam. I'm taking my mom and dad as well because that was literally family time. Yeah. You see DC. A month ago, he was the special referee. That's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw. I saw. He was yeah. fixing his pants every two yeah. seconds because his big old belly was falling <laughs> over the pants. He yeah. looked great out there. Yeah. I think you could do something great. Yeah, it'll be fun. But I think even just me being in the crowd and then jumping in and jumping back out—that's enough for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, by the way, Jake Nate. Jake. Oh, Jake Paul and Nate. Yeah. yeah. What about it? What do you think? Who wins? I haven't thought about it. I'm just asking you now. I need more time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You think he has, he could beat him? People are saying step down. Nate's a step down from Anderson. Awesome. Bro, nah, people don't understand Nate. This is boxing as well. And his cardio is endless. You know what I mean? He's tough. Right. And it's just boxing. He's big, a bigger guy than Nate. I mean, sorry, and Paul. But yeah, I have to think about it. But um, yeah, we'll see. Costa uh, Whitaker. You know both of them very well. <sighs> I haven't even thought about that one. I th- oh. Who was Costa's last fight? Wasn't it Vittori? Costa's last fight was the one just recently. Um, in, uh, gosh, he was on my show on the Monday. Oh, Ro- Luke Rockhold. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was nice, crazy, nice, man. Nice, man. That was a good fight. Um, Costa Whitaker. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll do my um, analysis on that, and we'll see. Yeah. On Freestyle Bender. On Freestyle Bender. Stay tuned, kids. Are you gonna be on that card? Do you want to be on that card? Which one? Uh, Perth. No, hell no. That's that's Alex's time. That's that's his time. I feel like that's. Yeah, that's his moment. You and guys I, have fought together. Yeah, I know, but like it's his time. I feel like it's his time to shine him and my. And I don't think Dana will put me on the co-main for that as well. So I think it's his time as... You don't want to fight close to home. I just want to enjoy the show, to be honest. I want to be in the crowd yelling instructions, not sober. <laughs> That'll be fun. Do you think they're going to give him the, the lightweight title shot? Of course. I don't uh, see... I'm getting else. worried. Why? Well, I mean, I saw tweets here and there. From who? Well, first I saw one from him, which led me to believe that something was up. Because mm. he said, are you going to be a man of your word to Islam? And then no, Islam I think, said... No, I saw that. I saw Yeah, no, I think it happened. I think it's just, it's what happens though. Even Jared said something on this show leading up to the fight. He thought I was going to give it to someone else. I was like, no, nah, I said it was you. So it's you. So people just talk. Any advice that you would give to, as someone who went up, right, as champion, mm. that you would give to Alex in nah, this? He's got it. He's, he's got, got it. it? Yeah. You like his chances. A lot of people okay. aren't. People are stupid. <laughs> why are you so confident? Other than the fact that he's your friend. Nah, Alex is different, bro. And you can ask Jordy even, like a wake up guy, Jordy Nutrition. Oh, um, fight dietitian. Fight dietitian, yeah. He'll tell, you, he'll tell you he's different. The way he, the way he's able to just put it on people with, with the work he does to even like cut weight. He's, he's a different breed. Like that Michael Phelps type different. Yeah. People don't understand. And they've always slept on him from the, from the jump since he got in the UFC just because he doesn't really say much. But I'm, I'm glad now we're starting to say, starting to talk his shit. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting to watch you watch Leon beat Camaro. Oh, yeah, the reaction, yeah. But then, like, when everything kind of went away, like, how do you process that? This guy's bitter, still bittersweet because, you know, it's, it's just a game. Like, sometimes you have friends who are going to fight each other. And, you know, I, want, I, I wanted Kamara to win because I wanted to keep the, the streak alive for the three kings. But then 
when I saw Leon win, it was like, I was instantly like, no, because I, I thought Kamaru was just going to, you know, take him down in the fifth round and just, you know, beat him up again and get the victory. And none of them get finished. They both come out on skates. So, um, yeah, when he got hurt like that, I was like, oh, no. But then when I see Leon crying and then I see Tim jump in the cage and he gets emotional, that got me emotional. And I was just like, excuse me, so happy for both of them. So yeah, it's bittersweet, but yeah, they're going to do it in 0-2. And that's going to be I think it might special. be bigger. Unless I think it's something. bigger. No, it's definitely. Oh, what? I think it might be in a stadium. 0-2. Oh, isn't 0-2 a stadium? Wembley. Wembley. Wembley, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. sorry, my bad. Yep. When Wembley, I when yeah. I told, Tim was on my show on the Monday after, when I told him about what you said about him, what he started crying. In, in the video blog where you were like, that's your family. And yeah. when you were, just what you just said here, like, you were sad for Kamaru, but to see how happy he was. Oh, Tim was, because I, I know how much it meant to Tim. And Tim would constantly, even though I was saying Kamaru, Tim would constantly remind me, like, man, we're going on a world tour to Jamaica after this. He'll just throw off comments like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, we're all brothers. Even me and Leon, that's my dog. When I was in Manchester, he looked after me. You know, when we're in Vegas, you know, me and him, we bond when years ago. Leon knows, that's my dude. So, um, yeah, it's bittersweet, but you, it's called duality. Right. Not everything has to be black or white. There's duality. You can feel more than one way at a time. Right. Yeah. And so when you see your friend who was that dominant for so long and li like 40 seconds away from winning, yeah, it all ends like that. How Do you put yourself in his shoes? Like it could all end I've like this? I've been there. Right. Look at the last kickboxing fight I had. I've been there. Yeah. So I know what it's like. I know exactly. You, you, weren't, you weren't the king of the mountain, so to speak, right? I felt like it. Right. I felt like it. It doesn't matter. Like I felt like it. I was the king of the mountain at the time. But yeah, it just felt like you just have to be focused. 25 minutes, 30 minutes of full, absolute focus. And it was credit to Leon as well. It was a beautiful chess move, you know? Beautiful chess move. I hit Costa with the same shot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What do you think happens with Francis? He can do whatever he wants. He's the king. I think he comes back. I think he does come back. I hope back. he does. I think he does as well. But um, yeah, he's still recovering, almost done recovering from his surgery. But um, yeah, I think he comes back and he does does some damage. Reminds people why he's the king. Yeah. You, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking now almost 40 minutes. I'm going to let you go. Okay. 50 minutes. Time flies. I think someone was telling me to wrap up there. I don't know. But, uh, Maybe the, they gave me, but not a single John Jones question. Thank you. I appreciate that. Not even a Bo Nickel. Yeah. I, I like... What he's doing? Um, someone asked me that. Who asked me? Oh, fucking this cunt. This was it him? Clickbaiting bitch. That was the one that you did with All Star. Well, uh, yeah, well, with Jeff, I did it with. Jeff yeah, and you said, and because he he asked you, I didn't realize. Hello, sir, how are you? Yeah. I didn't realize uh, that he was here, but he asked you about Jones yeah. and Bo, and you were like, all these media with the clickbait. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm not gonna and ask. It'd be him. your own peoples. Yeah, it'd be your own peoples. Motherfucker. Nah, but I love him. He, he does well for me. But Bo. I like what he's doing. Yeah. People, people want I, like when someone bursts onto the scene like that, they either want to shit on them or put them up. But I'm like, let them work. They just got here. Let them work. Let them build themselves up. And yeah, we'll see what he does. Him versus Hamza right now would be. I don't. I've only seen a little. bit. I like what he did. Southpaw, boom, dropped the guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He tapped straight away. That was beautiful. And people were talking about him, but I'm not. I don't think qualified as a wrestler enough to know how good he is. But Frankie tells me he's really good. Frankie, Frankie Angles. That's my dog. Yeah. Hickman? Yeah, Hickman, yeah. Call him Frankie Angles, you know, Tongue and Flame. Yeah, sure. A few nicknames. Sure. Yeah. And and before it's all said and done, you think you fight Hamzat? Hamzat. Uh, he's got, look at 170. Look at who uh, he has to fight at 170. He missed weight by eight pounds. Yeah. But isn't he fighting Kobe next or something? Nah, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But Wait, I, I said on, um, what did I say on um, Jake's thing? I said, yeah. If he comes up, why not? I want to test myself against guys like that. But it's not something I'm banking on because I'm focused on my shit. 
he should focus on his. Um, and then two last ones. What do you think of the new Drake? I like it. Oh, I listened to it twice now. That's my dog. I C'est like la vie. That. Yeah, that's a nice right one. Right now, Treacherous Twins, and the one with uh, what's his name, Twenty One, yeah. Six AM, and somewhere I can't remember. Those are my two favorites on that. But Treacherous Twins, it's not bad. Uh, the last yeah. couple, I, I'm a huge Drake fan as well. I, I like when he goes on just just bars for bars for bars, yeah. no chorus, no nothing, and it just like. And I think people get mad and just make. It's art, bro. Like, yeah, it's art. You just, it's genius. subjective. People people can enjoy it or they can hate it, but it's art. And you went to his concert, right? When you were in Toronto? Nah, he, well, he got COVID that night. So, oh. yeah. But that's my dog, man. I, I'm, like, some people I feel like they even have no business being that nice to me, but he's such a nice guy. Really? Such a nice guy. Reaches out? Like the, I put it on my story before I left, the trinket he gave me. Like the, um, the OVO chain with the arrow down the middle. And I just told him to surprise me. He gave me two design options and I just said, surprise me. And he picked the right one. Damn. Call it Avatar Who. Drake's just sending, like, he's just sending you gifts. Yeah. Look at you. Like a, I, I, it's a really nice gift. Wow. Diamond encrusted owl chain. Really? Did you yeah. bring it with you? You left it there? It's probably in my jewelry box. Yeah. Look at you. Look at us. Look at us. Mm. You've come a long way. Yes, sir. We're still here. We're still here, man, my man. Easy. I Pleasure. really appreciate you coming in. No, thank you. Like I said, I'm a man of my word. Don't, I might get Hollywood, but I remember those who gave me a platform, you know, and it's not said and done. I'm still working. So and thanks for not taking it personal. Mm. I really appreciate that. That's very professional of you. And I feel like a lot of people should take suit. Who, who's giving suit. you Who's giving you crap? I want to give. Let's them call clout. them names. I want to give them clout. Really? All right. Yeah, it's You're all good. Media guys. Yeah, you'd be surprised. They can suck it. Yeah, suck it. Yeah, suck it right here. Mm. Uh, you're doing incredible things. Mm. It's always an honor when you come in. On Monday, you could come in after the win. I will. Really? Yeah, I will. Sick. What a yeah. legend. Tim, yeah. you hear that? Don't tell me no, all right? I don't know if Tim's <laughs> back there. Uh, but uh, this is, I mean, MSG, man. You fought at MSG, but it's you didn't. My, it's my I'm headline. Gonna do this, and then that's this new in New York. Because I just want to the damn taxes, right? Uh, I'm too rich for that, man. <laughs> I know. I feel you. I feel you. But this is a big freaking deal. Headlining exactly. so MSG? I like, yep. I did it. I stole the show last time, but I'm, I want a headline. So I take that off and then. Maybe let's do Texas. I want to do Texas. Texas Cowboy Stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be a bit. Is that one of the things that you want to do? Raiders, Cowboy. There's a lot of different places. Right. Yeah. Even somewhere in Nigeria or Africa, the continent. Oh, my There's gosh. too many. Too many. So, I mean, but these are all big dreams. Yeah, yeah. I'm still First. working. I'm only 33 years young. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, sir. Just 33. Unbelievable. Uh, Saturday night, Madison Square Garden, world's most famous arena, the Mecca, Israel Adesanya. How about this? We had Coach Eugene, Dan Hooker. Uh, the great Carlos Elberg, who is a beautiful human being. I mean, I was lost Inside in his and eyes. Out. Be yeah, yeah, no, I enjoyed Inside the chat. First yeah. time I ever met him. Uh, Brad Riddell, and of course, this man. Thank you so much. Let's hug it. Brother, come here, man. Appreciate you. You're a man. Wow. What a life. Easy. Adesanya. Adesanya. Because Adesanya. That's right. There he is, the champ. By the way, uh, guys, do we have a clip? You can walk out, but I want to say, say hi to the guys in the back there. Can, I, can, we, can we throw to a clip? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're good? Yeah? I'm back. I didn't want uh I didn't want people to think that I just left you high and dry. 
And you didn't. I wanted to uh, mess around with Izzy's bro because I was talking smack about him. So I wanted to say hi and thank Tim and the whole crew. That was a fun day, right, guys? Give it up for the CKB squad. Best day ever. Wow, that was nice. Is that a real sound? It really is. Wow. Uh, that was fun. Any closing thoughts? Great show. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that, huh? Yeah. That was a great day. That was a really great day. Highlight of the day, guys? Izzy. Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. Pretty amazing. Did you say hi to Izzy? Yeah. He came in the he came you in the studio. You guys are helping me out a lot here. Oh, he came in to say hi. Yeah, he was just like, yeah. The control room. Great. Yep. Okay. I mean, pretty epic what he was saying. Like, he's just like, I know something about myself. Jesus Christ, giving me chills. What a legend. Oh, it'll be so sick if he comes back in Monday after a win. Oh my God. And then they were telling me he has complex to do on Monday. I don't know about Monday. I was like, wow, he said it. I have the clip. I will show it to the world. We'll figure it out. He's kind enough to come. They're all kind enough to come. I appreciate them very much. And I hope you all enjoyed it very much as well. I enjoyed it immensely. And uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be in New York. Wednesday is going to be a big day. I'll just say this about Wednesday. You guys ready for this? I can't wait. Izzy's giving us teases. I'll give you a tease. I'll just, I'll leave it at this for Wednesday. If things go as I hope they'll go, Wednesday will be a very special day. They may not go as I hope they will go. If they go as I hope they'll go, Wednesday will be very, very, very special. As special as today. But they may not. So I don't want to say too much. As Izzy told me, I want to say less. But if they go as I hope they'll go, as there is a path in place for them to go, you're going to want to be here on Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. over in the UK now that we move the clocks back. I love you all. Frank, you can hit the music. It's time to go. It's been a great day. It's one of those days where you feel very blessed because these guys didn't have to come here. They didn't have to grace us with their presence they didn't have to take time out of their very busy week but they came and uh, I enjoyed this immensely so did I I enjoyed this immensely there's nothing like an in-studio interview right there's nothing like an in-studio chat it's a very it's a very different vibe. It's a very different energy. It's a, just a different, it's a whole different thing. The Zoom things are great. I mean, the whole show is built off of the Zoom interviews, but just to get a chance to speak to five of the guys who are a part of the fabric of this card was really cool and, and not something that we've ever done. I don't think we've ever had that many fighters from one card in studio. And, and obviously that's a byproduct of being here in New York City as opposed to somewhere else. So this was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I want to thank Tim Simpson for bringing them over to us along with everyone else. He was wearing a great Degeneration X shirt, which I appreciated very much. Uh, thank you very much to Coach Eugene Behrman. That was fantastic stuff. Thank you very much to Carlos Alberg. I wish him the best on Saturday as well. Thank you very much to Brad Riddell. Good luck to him on Saturday. Thank you very much to Dan Hooker. Good luck to him on Saturday. And thank you so very much to the reigning defending UFC middleweight champion, the man who will be making his seventh defense on Saturday, the last style bender himself, Israel Adesonia. Good luck to him as well. Back on Wednesday, say talk about this. Shh. I'm out of here.
conversation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash MMA dot com. Yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.